0: What's up JFW family welcome back to the channel 23 podcast the purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch a fleet to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW welcome back to episode 47 Jim brother Dave super Dave and Senator Ray Scott who is the representative of District 7
1: morning everybody welcome back everyone
0: morning it's pretty cool Senator Scott said he's never been on a podcast before, so first time for everything.
2: This
3: is it. Well, welcome, Ray. Glad to have you, buddy.
0: First thing we do around here, Ray, is we say the Pledge of Allegiance, so let's kick it off. Here we go. I pledge pledge allegiance allegiance to to the flag of the
2: United States States of America and and to to the republic for which it stands, stands
1: one one
0: nation, under God, indivisible, indivisible, with liberty and and justice for all. All All right. Woo-woo. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not the opinion of JFW or the United States. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opinion of the five men in this room. <laughs> Epi- episode 46 had 283 downloads. So I, I feel like we're starting to stabilize a little bit again because we went up and then we kind of went down a little bit. Yeah. and Now we're climbing back up. So I feel like we're in a nice stable place. I would like to... Set a goal of 300 downloads for this podcast, minimum. Yeah. And we're at 15,710 total downloads. Wow. So I like that number. And then we picked up the United Arab Emirates this week.
4: Ooh. Yeah. wonder who's listening over The United to the
3: Emirates, huh? Wow. wow. Yep. U.A.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Might have
0: been by accident, but we'll take it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so except for the few weeks, we're just, what, five episodes short of a year, right?
0: Yeah, and There's I need to like look. Do, Jr. Weeks? actually told me our start date, but I, I feel like somewhere in October is when we started. Okay, so we'll have to look. I'd love so, to know when. we're So we'd
1: here. be at a year's time. We just missed what three three weeks. Yeah, like there? we're a little over three episodes or a year, four episodes. Two weeks or we've something. Since yeah. We yeah,
0: three or four episodes. Yeah. yeah. So, I think we've been pretty consistent. But yeah, I like what TJ said: is don't don't ever take a week off if you got a. Play one back, you know, replay one, right? Have a couple pre recorded, ready to go. I think that's that's a great idea.
1: That's a good point. Yeah, Yeah. to never
4: miss a week. Yeah, having
1: that that one pre recorded would, I like
5: that. Yep. Yeah.
4: It's kind of what I do with the High Road Hollands. I'll grab one from five years ago. Nobody will remember it. (laughs) Put it up, and man, there you go. Dave, you're telling all your secrets, man. I counted just yesterday when I was doing it for this week. I've done 250 of those. Wow. Good for you, man. That is awesome. Thank you.
0: Yeah. TJ even says it needs to be the same day. So if we pre-record, like, because if I'm not going to be here, you're not going to be here on a a Wednesday. We do a Tuesday. We put it out Tuesday. Right. We should just... Play it on Wednesday.
3: Gotcha. So, yeah, just guess, be the same. Yeah, yeah.
0: we're gonna take your advice, TJ. Same yeah. time, same channel, right? Same yeah, time. <clears throat> how, how do
3: podcasts work? Because I, I want to know when do we get to syndication. <laughs> well,
0: right now, I mean, I did get a call from Joe Rogan last week. <laughs> yeah. A little jealous, yeah. But we could start the the uh, what do they call it? The patron, where people pay. Oh yeah! To help us yeah. out to continue the podcast, <laughs> yeah, going. Right? yeah, I don't think get some anyone's sponsors. Gonna, don't think anyone's going to pay. Yeah, we might have to pay. want
3: their money back. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we could get Bendix or something, a truck part or something. yeah, yeah, yeah a
0: sponsor,
2: you right?
0: You guys having a good week? I'm having a great week. You guys having a good week?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Ray's here today.
0: Yeah, Ray's here today.
2: Well, I kind of figured that'd make your week. So There's, you know, it's a good thing, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's so much that's gone on this week. I can I can't believe it's only Wednesday. Yesterday, I thought it was Thursday all day. Cause there's just so much that happened in two days, you know what I mean? We got a lot of changes coming up. I'm excited about things. We had a good lunch with with Steve Montoya yesterday, but the highlight of my week is my daughter started jujitsu this week, and it's just it's just amazing to see her, you know, have an extracurricular activity that I think could save her life one day. Yeah, you know, she's gonna be a little badass, and she's just grown up, and she's so smart. The other day she comes home from school and she's teaching me all these things. Did you guys know if you say orange is real slow, it sounds like gullible? <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me be gullible. Not, or, not or, uh, or uh, <laughs> <laughs> Almost got
5: him. <laughs> I, don't, I
2: don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Try it. Just say it really slow. Orange.
5: <laughs> sounds like gullible to me. <laughs>
2: Yep. Oh, man. <laughs>
5: man. You just go. got that,
2: didn't you, Super <laughs> Dan? I did. I did. Well, it was the O, right? The longer the O goes, you realize you're stupid, right? <laughs> well, I think it
4: fits real well with Jam's sense of humor. <laughs> Jam likes to, you know,
1: throw that fishing line out and see who bites, and then read <laughs> <he> does.
4: Ah. <laughs>
3: and usually it's Super Dan. <laughs> yeah, no no gun pun, man. Thanks for filling oh, that's in.
0: funny. Yeah, I was a little... Under the gun, and I didn't have I didn't have a gun pun, so yeah. Well, if you haven't realized, it is time for the dad joke challenge.
3: Well, later on in the in the podcast here, I wanted to talk another safety issue. I just added in there that cool weather's heading this way, and I thought about a, a deal uh, from last year where this guy, a truck driver, was just driving along, and, and he got to a light and he stopped, and this guy runs up to his truck. Knocks on the truck driver's door and the truck driver rolls down the window and the guy's like, Hey, do you know you're, you're spilling your load? And the truck driver just kind of looks at him and rolls back up the window and drives off. Gets to the next light. He sees a guy run up to his truck, knock on the door and the truck driver rolls down his window. Hey, he said, <clears throat> my name happens to be Joe and I'm telling you, you're losing spilling your load. Truck driver just rolls back up his window and goes on. Gets to the next light. I'll be darned. Here comes Joe running up to him, knocks on the door. Hey, my name's Joe, and you're spilling some of your load here. Truck driver rolls back up his window, and so the truck driver races to the next light. Gets stopped. This time the truck driver jumps out, runs back to the guy's car, knocks on his window, and just as the guy rolls down the window, he goes, Hey, my name's Kevin. This is Colorado. I'm running the salt truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, good one. That's my beginning of winter. <laughs> there you go.
0: Sue, you want to
4: yeah. hit us with it? Get ready for this one. <laughs> We're ready. So a screwdriver rolls into a bar. <laughs> and the bartender says, hey, we have a drink named after you. And the screwdriver says, you have a drink named Philip."
5: <laughs> ah, dave oh. i just about
4: did one identical to that but it was a grasshopper oh yeah and a grasshopper the, the oh. bartender's
1: like you have a you have a drink named stan <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad i didn't do that
0: that's funny. corny, but yeah. you know, those jokes are that i remember funny. as a kid we were we were at a restaurant with my grandfather and some bug i don't know if it was a roach or something but a bug ran across the table or something and my mom freaked out or can't remember. And then it's time to order drinks. And my grandfather's like, I think I'll have a grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. He was a character.
1: Well, you know, obviously you guys all know my son, He's 17 and he's been starting to date quite a bit. And you know, into that, the whole uh, chasing girls thing, big time and all that stuff. And I was talking about it at the last swim meet we had and, uh, one of the swim moms says her daughter brought a boy home and introduced him, and the boyfriend and girlfriend left to go on their date, and the mom and dad were sitting there talking and uh, wanted to discuss it when the daughter got home, you know, about this boy's appearance. And he had, I don't know how many piercings and crazy hair and tattooed and, I mean, just really, you know, not what they were looking for for the daughter. So when the daughter got back home, they're like, Honey, he, he, I just want to be sure he doesn't seem like a very nice boy. And she goes, Oh, mom, please give me a break. If he wasn't that nice, he wouldn't be doing 500 hours of community service. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: That's awesome.
4: That's that's, <laughs> that's almost a blonde joke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, that was a good one.
0: Ray, what do you got? The anticipation's coming.
2: I'm sure it is, but, you know, Dave did not tell me how long the joke had to be, so I thought, well, I don't know what to do, so I just went with the shortest (laughs) ones I could find. Great. Okay, so this one's pretty simple. I don't know that Dave will get this, but (laughs) 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 this is a question joke. It's a question joke, okay? Why do fathers take an extra pair of socks when they go golfing?
0: Casey get a hole in one. Yep. <laughs>
2: oh, see, that was too That was too easy. I want Dave to go for it, though, because he, he looks like a golfer. I, I think we've recycled that one a couple
5: yeah. times. Have you? Yeah. See, I just didn't know. That's but. all right.
2: That's okay, bad. I got a second one. Perfect. Let's roll with okay, it. Okay, what did the fish say when he hit a wall? Don't know.
5: Damn. <laughs> ah. now that's good yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Was, okay, okay. that
2: was a I good know. makeup joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I figured I might have to have a backup just <laughs> in case. <so. laughs> you would definitely. Prepared. That was a good
1: delivery too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Damn, yeah. damn.
2: <laughs> All right. Somebody told me that one time, and I had to pull over for some reason and laugh. It was. It just one of those ones that hits you, and you just can't quit laughing. So. Uh.
0: New drivers, we got Miguel Del Dios and Steve Barnes started this week. Welcome to the fleet, guys. Yeah, oh, welcome, yeah, Miguel, we're Steve. We're excited to have you. Celebrations, anniversaries, we had a super big anniversary on, what was it, Sunday, 9-18? Jim White, 40 years.
1: Nice job, Jim. Thanks. Yeah. Forty years, I, man. You're old. <laughs> right, dude. It <laughs> it's so it's good it, thing he started when he was seven. <laughs>
3: I look good, don't I? <laughs>
0: it's so terrible. You'd think we would know somebody at 5'11 that could get Jim an anniversary shirt.
3: Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I teased Amber about that. I'm like, you work here 40 years and I can't even get a T-shirt on? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yep. I just remember we were trying to get Brother Dave something. He's like, you'd think we would know somebody over there where I could get a jacket. <laughs> i was like, we're going to get you a backup. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, equally as important, Tufu Yang hit two years tomorrow. Wow!
3: Congratulations, awesome. two right
1: years, yeah. two, Tufu. Tufu does a great yeah. job here. Yeah, he does absolutely. One of those silent warriors. Yes, ah, yeah. here every day, crushing it, doing a great job.
0: Absolutely, two years went quick with Tufu.
1: You did, yeah. yeah.
0: Birthdays, we got Josh Brown, Emilio Camacho. Mike Tafoya and Gabe Gonzalez say all have birthdays this week.
3: Wow, big week! Happy yeah.
0: birthday, everybody! Happy birthday, everybody! Yep, and then family birthday celebrations. We got Anaya, Anayeli Montez. So that would be Leo's daughter. She turned seven this week. Great age. Mm-hmm. And then Athena Gonzalez. That has to be uh, Benny's daughter. She turned six this week, and those are both yep. fun yeah, ages. Good, yeah, good
3: age. Happy those. birthday, yeah. ladies! Yeah, yeah happy uh, birthday. Yeah, so
0: good celebrations this week and not so good news. You've probably all heard Big Country's house pretty much burned down to the ground. Yeah, it's uh, pretty bad. He lost everything in that fire. You know, we're just thankful that him and his girlfriend were okay. They had some pets. All the pets made it. One of the cats had uh, smoke inhalation. But uh, they're all they're all going to be okay. Uh, we are trying to do something for Steve, <coughs> a.k.a. Big Country. He actually... Uh, Wrote a list of things, he sent Linda uh, a nice text message, and it says, here's a list of some things that will be needed if anybody has it to give. A couch, dining table, dishes, silverware, pots and pans. He has a queen size bed and a dresser <coughs> if anybody has end tables, and if anybody has any of the stuff, would be they willing to hold it until the middle of next month? He found a place, but he can't move in until then. And if anybody wants to donate cash towards us, it would be great. All cash will be used to replace items that we don't have and toiletries, et cetera, especially clothes. And he also wants to put up a big thank you out there to everyone who has shown their concern for offering that help. And especially thank you to JFW for giving me the time and money I needed to get essentials and to this. Try to get this under control and make sense of it all. Then he wrote, never take life for granted because you're not promised tomorrow kiss your loved ones, tell your family you love them every day because this fire started directly behind the wall we were sleeping at. It is scary if it was 45 seconds later, I would probably be dead right now because that's how long it took for the house to go up in flames. So, yeah, he basically got outside, turned around, and it was it was gone.
3: Yeah, so, we had you know nice talk with him last night or he filled us in on the details, Jam, and it doesn't, any place you live is a, is a house or a home and i guess you could call where he lived as a condo or apartment so sure. you know it it doesn't lessen the deal but it was a neighbor of his that started the fire which is which is even more scary right um, i know when we talked to him last night the new place that he's trying to get into in the at the end of the month or the middle of of next month is a house. And he said, I just don't want to live next to anybody, Uh, you know, trust (laughs) anybody anymore. He's he's kind of gun shy about that. But yeah, the situation was that that guy that started that fire. And I think he pointed uh, a gun at another neighbor, knocked a hole in another neighbor's wall and started a fire in his own apartment or condo. And, you know, that's just happened to where Steve and his, and his wife lived. So, yeah. that crazy, just scary crazy stuff. people among us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah scary stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just to
0: tell you big country's hard. I remember getting a call from him. He was driving on I-25, about the 225 area, and he saw somebody beating their kid in their car. And I don't mean like a little spanking or a little slap. Like, the dad was teeing off on their kid, and, you know, he, he ended up calling 911 and filed a police report they went. They did a uh, what do they call it? A well wellness check. check. Wellness check on the kid. I don't know what happened from there, but he's got he's got a big heart, big country, big heart.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah and he had a really good attitude about it last night too, Jim. Speaking to us, oh, I mean, yeah. he's lost everything, but he's he's getting it back together, and you know, yeah. obviously looking for a new home, and you know, if people have some stuff to donate, and and uh, both me and Dave talked to him last night, like I said, yeah. and uh, I know we helped him out a little bit with some with some gift cards and stuff to get some personal items like he mentioned but also when you mentioned the cash donations jam Mm -hmm. anything that uh you guys all out there raise for him in cash me and dave will match
0: oh beautiful so um
3: beautiful you know hopefully you know that just gives you guys a little bit of challenge to to pull a little Mm -hmm. something out of your pockets and help steve out and we'll 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 step up and match it.
0: Yep. So. We you know,
1: know, you don't realize how much you own until you have nothing. Right.
4: Oh I couldn't imagine when it just
3: vaporizes.
1: I mean, every day you go home to your, your house, your apartment, your condo, it doesn't matter what it is, it's your home. Right? It doesn't matter what you live in, it's your home. And I everything you have is in it. Right. You yeah. know, I mean you yeah. you take it for granted. He doesn't have doesn't Anything. have toilet paper. Anything. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. No socks, no. Yeah, We've talked paste, about this toothbrush, razor. Yeah. I mean, whatever. yeah. Yeah. You start at ground zero. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you're less than you moved out of high school or your parents' house with. You yeah, at least had something to take with you when you moved out. Yeah, then. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. After we had that conversation with Steve, it was, it was just coincidence. I got home last night and we just went through after the fires in Lafayette, went through all our stuff to make sure we had plenty of homeowners insurance mm-hmm. on, on different stuff. Sure. And one of the items, uh, that the agent was going over was the things just like you mentioned Dave things in your house Mm -hmm. you know he they we insured the house we insured the building you insure your cars but what what are your personal items and we had it at a certain amount and you're like well at today's market and then when when you want to replace them and then what kind of quality whether it's tvs or stereos but just like he's asking for dressers beds couches yeah Pictures, yeah. frames, what, right? What, what's all personal in your house that you yeah. just won't have anymore? Yeah, yeah, they say to take photos of all of that, but you know,
1: especially after the the Lafayette fires or Louisville, Louisville, yeah. The, Sorry, I said Lafayette. The, uh, yeah. The value, the replacement cost, yeah. is what what killed all that. I mean, mm-hmm. we're in a time where wood is through the roof, metal is through the roof, labor's through the roof. Right. You know, every single thing it takes to build a home is just i'm not going to say doubled that's not realistic but oh my gosh it's it's through the roof compared to what it was
3: so so many people didn't have enough insurance coverage to cover their houses yeah Yeah, and that's you know that's reason me and holly were looking at it because i i tried to your barbecues outside because people in that fire remarked how the barbecuers the stainless steels just melted you know they ran one of our our friends a family friend and, and a neighbor of mine uh did some cleanup up there he said the safes because of the heat were in the basement the safes either melted or or everything inside of it was just charred you know right. useless so you know possibly you lost your guns your barbecues your safes what yeah. you know just how many personal items do you lose in that
0: yeah dave you, you said it you should take pictures even videos and store them on the cloud
3: yeah you
1: know yeah
0: I, mean? I need to go ahead and- or,
3: or send it to your insurance company so
0: yeah there's it. something else
3: yeah. all your computer stuff you have a printer yeah, your you monitor. I, I mean, yeah. what else? What, yeah, you yeah. lose all
0: that. I mean, who yeah. who inventories their clothes, like, <laughs> right? Like Jim, how many pairs of shoes do you have? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was
3: a shot. <laughs> that was like a dad joke
5: right there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and,
0: and since we're joking a little bit, and I hope Steve, this is meant just to make light of it. At least when you move, you'll have an easy move,
5: right? Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a it's a light load, right? Which is, you know,
3: but that's the positive way to look at it, right? You know, yeah. yeah. And
0: he's 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 mentally capable of understanding. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: He's
0: he's you know know what's great. He's on up and up.
1: Yeah. You know what a coincidence though. I mean, when he explained the story to Jim and I, and I hope I have this first part right. He was preparing to go leave to Tennessee to spread his dad's ashes, right. So, he was going to leave at the end of the following work day. So, yeah, the night yeah. before, he packed and was bringing everything in his pickup, and he was going to leave from work and drive straight towards Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So, he packed his suitcase. He
4: he Packed all his guns. Yeah, he has yeah.
1: property there so he can shoot. So, he loaded up all his guns. He was going to open a bank account there that was a savings account. So, he had his social security card and whatever else. I mean...
4: Birth certificate, I, birth certificate, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean,
1: yeah. he actually yeah. walked out of there like with all the necessary items he needed right. and he said that was the heaviest suitcase he'd ever packed and he goes he even grabbed like his reading glasses and
0: right. you his contacts, know extra think, contacts yeah, right.
1: and just right. you know he goes it was really weird it was almost like somehow he knew i was going to be prepared for this right and didn't that even know it yeah. and he put all of it in his pickup so it was all like loaded i mean it was turnkey get in and you know as long right. as i have clothes i'm getting in and going
3: Yep. Yeah, Because what's the difference of him going home, packing, and then just leaving? Right. But he right. packed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how? Yeah. You know, lots of us don't do that. We just go home and pack and leave. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
4: Or you pack and you just set your suitcases in your door. bedroom or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. 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 thinking oh, I'll throw some more stuff in it tomorrow.
3: Yeah.
1: And he said when they were banging on the door, it was like he opened the door and they're like, "There's a fire, get out now." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So.
0: Yeah. I want to give a, a shout out to Linda. I know we've been talking about. You know, I know JFW gave gift cards, and Linda thinks she's slick. She's like, you know, we gave him gift cards, and there was a cash donation. I know Linda made a nice cash donation to Steve. and yeah. she probably, I'm not going to say the amount because that's not how she operates. But, yeah. Yeah. man, as soon as she knew, she ran to the bank. Like, she dropped everything and just, wow. I'll be right back. So yeah, shout-out to Linda.
3: That's that That's that size of heart she has. Uh, yeah, she's an amazing human
0: being. Yeah. yeah, And that big country, I know he gave a shout-out to JFW, but before – Before the dust settled, he right away wanted to give a shout-out to Veronica because she called him right away a few times to make sure he was okay.
3: That's good. Good stuff.
0: And then uh, another shout-out, Ace, my wife wanted to give a shout-out to (laughs) my hubby, the brothers, in SD for this podcast. Not only is it great to hear about the goings-on of JFW, but also to be able to take away life lessons while enjoying some laughs along the way. No wonder the podcast (coughs) is growing. Thank you and keep up the great work and thank you for being a second family that supports and encourages all JFW families so thank you for that, babe. yeah that nice. was a nice
3: shout out I, I, yeah. I get lost in when you think about some life lessons and some laughs. yeah, I'm glad right. she's interpreting that way like that's like the goal really yes. yeah so many people don't get to laugh at work and I think we laugh all the time <laughs> <We do.
1: laughs> all day probably too right?
0: much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I get home sometimes, and she's like, oh, I really like the podcast. And I'm like, wow, you, you still listen to
5: that? <laughs> well, it's like Holly catching up, you
0: know, yeah. and, and
3: like, trying to get two in a day at, at, at her work while she's answering the phone and stuff. So,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: You guys got any shout-outs before I move on?
3: I kind of have one to uh,
1: Rich and Josh Brown uh, trying to get the wash bay yeah. set up at the new yard. <laughs> I call it a wash bay. It's just a concrete pad outside. and You know what I mean? There's been a lot. Uh, Shout-out to Scooby getting the... The old scale house moved over, you know, scale house office moved over and utilizing that for the wash area there. And, you know, got some hoops to jump through getting all that done, but super excited to start getting the JFW trucks washed the JFW way over there, not just from the company we've had hired, because there's a big difference between that yard and our yard on how the trucks look.
0: Yeah, we JFW'd it.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah,
0: and I think
3: we, I mean, I know we mentioned it last week and then I, I wrote an email Sunday, but you know, all of us putting together the truck appreciation, truck driver's appreciation week. Right. You know, that went seamlessly. And I know Joanne and Ann and Amber and Angie and yeah. all of them had such a big hand in that, you know, along with all of us. And, you know, posting stuff on Facebook, the the, the reader board, pictures and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, you guys are, are uh, very much appreciated. But, you know, to have you guys all help and make that, pull that off last week was awesome. I yeah. appreciate that. Good, good yeah, job that man, was right. the... The A team
1: with the capital J handling yeah. 99% of that, right. I would yeah. say. So. Yeah, good I, had stuff.
4: To, I had to laugh. I talked to Joanne about it a little bit that day. She came in with breakfast and, and got it ready early. Uh-huh. She's like, this is the middle of the damn night. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, good morning. Yes, it is. Welcome to our world.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, discussion. So just some housekeeping stuff. The few cloud pump bypass. So right now we have a zip tie on the control box for the fuel cloud system the reason we put the zip tie on there is somebody bypassed the system and left it in bypass mode that keeps the fuel pump running continuously the pump's ten thousand dollars and jim and dave could tell you what a pain in the ass it would be if that thing went out so we got a zip tie in there for a reason The other day, Saturday, uh, we were working at Yard 23 and an alert came through that the pump had been bypassed. We did a little research. We narrowed it down to two trucks and both of them say they did not bypass the pump. So, of course, we're going to believe those guys. It must have been just a mystery how it happened. But do not cut the zip tie off of the control box. If you have problems with the fuel pump, please grab somebody from the leadership team. They'll bypass, bypass it for you. Make sure it gets turned back off, so we don't burn the pump out. If nobody's around, call us. You know, we'll get somebody. Yeah, I mean, here's the
1: deal: they shouldn't even be flipping the switch. They just need to hit the reset. Exactly. That's the reason they shouldn't be messing with it because they they, don't know how to do it. Yeah, they're not trained in it. So exactly.
0: And it's it's not rocket science, but it's not rocket science to blow that pump pump up. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Next thing on the list: check your dispatches. We have. I was still running into this problem where. Drivers are running the long, wrong loads, either their first load or even the whole day. We had a driver the other day deliver the right material to the right plant, but from the wrong pit all day long. So you got to look at your dispatches. It's easy to get complacent. It's easy to be like, I do the same thing every day. But when something changes and you get out of your routine, it, co- it causes problems.
5: Yeah,
1: and I'll, yeah. I'll throw radios in on that, Jam. Because <clears throat> I'll, I'll throw a shout out to Mike Bortz, I heard him call on the radio this morning, hey, my dispatch says this. I'm just clarifying, does the material come out of this location for there yeah. or this location? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, let's face it, you guys, we have switched and switched and there switched pits. has been
4: pits, so many changes. Yeah, supply,
1: right. just that mighty supply yeah. chain issue. So, I mean, we're running everywhere, but check your dispatch. If it doesn't seem right, call on that radio and ask and yeah. have that radio on. You yeah. know, you talk about safety. I have it written in the safety topics, but we have a. I have a story I can share about not having your radio on that was catastrophic. So.
0: Oh man, yeah. Don't forget, you know, dispatch is human and mistakes are made on dispatcher's side as well. So, if something doesn't seem right. Ask. Nobody will ever be mad at you for asking a question. <laughs> right? Hey, I just want to make sure this is right. It's right. Please go deliver it. Oh wow, no, that's wrong. Thank you for catching that. Yeah. that's that's the difference. So, yep. You know, ask questions.
3: Yeah, especially when you hear it on the radio. You know, it doesn't right. you know, if I get went down there and dispatched and I was like, Oh, it comes out of Morton, I might say that. If somebody corrects me, fantastic.
0: Yeah, nobody's gonna get offended and dispatch yeah. for you correcting them. Absolutely. Same thing. If you if if you're dispatched, you know, if you if you finished up somewhere up north and they told you to go somewhere down south, you're allowed to say, Hey, you know I'm up we, north. Can we take a look at something else it would make more sense? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great.
3: And, the, and I just wanted to mention, I know we have all the little sayings and stuff we come up with, but don't assume right. what your dispatch is because it makes an ass out of you and me, just yeah. like the assume looks.
0: <laughs> yeah, to run, to run the whole thing wrong all day is just, I mean, you're not paying yeah. attention. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, and wanted me to mention don't forget, take your pictures for the 2023 JFW calendar. It's fall time. And it's time to take photos of your beautiful and shiny trucks and the different places you travel every day. Don't forget, if you're chosen to be featured on a month, you could win 100 bucks. Send the pictures to Ann or Dispatch. Deadline is Friday, September 30th. You yeah, could man. you could actually win more than $100 because we've had a driver win more than one month. Oh, like yeah, absolutely. In, yeah, two or yeah. three yeah. times in a, yeah. in a month. Yeah,
3: we've had some amazing pictures. Yeah, and what's the cover worth? Because the covers worth more than hundred. I want to. S- did we do the cover more? Two hundred? We thought, just double it? Yeah, I thought we did. Yeah. I won't say what I thought then.
5: <laughs> <laughs> was it a thousand, Jim? <laughs> <laughs>
0: thought it was five hundred, but what do I know? What do I know? Two hundred bucks for the cover, guys. Maybe
3: we du- maybe we doubled it because you also get the month and the cover. There There's you your two hundred, right?
0: Right. No doubt, guys. Got any other housekeeping items?
3: I just wanted to touch one more time. We haven't said anything else about Paycom um, from last week. And I think everybody, I know there was a lot of people came upstairs and talked to Ann and Joanne and Amber and uh, worked through it. So if you haven't done that, make sure you get logged on to Paycom. You know, the first check comes live out of there October 3rd. Uh, third. Third. Yep. Um, and then, uh, you know, make sure, uh, again, you've you heard me say and everybody say, this puts a lot of power in your hands. Well, to have that power, all your information needs to be right. Your emergency contact, your checking account, uh, account number correct. Your, you know, whatever it might be, your date of birth. You can look through your deductions for your paycheck, um, uh, all that kind of stuff. Make sure all that's right as you go through that, and make sure you get paycom and signed on. If you have any problems, get with somebody. Yeah, and we'll, I- we'll get it taken care of. I just definitely want to
1: emphasize verifying those bank account numbers and stuff. They had somehow a one had been added in front of mine when I found it. I you know, I kind of was looking at it lazily, you know, and I saw the last four digits. I'm like, oh, it's the same. I thought, you know, I should just check, and sure enough, there was a one added in front of on my my account number. The routing number was right, but not the other number. So I was like, did wow, you, did you fix it? I did. Damn
0: it! All on your own?
1: Can <laughs> <laughs> you believe I, that? I know <laughs> where that check was going. <laughs> yeah.
0: You didn't have to contact Joanne and change it for you. No, I did not. Wow, pretty, pretty easy, huh? <laughs> pretty easy. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, so the one thing we didn't say about Paycom, if you started after a certain date, you weren't in the original batch upload into the Paycom system. So we got a lot of newer people saying, "Hey." I've tried. I've looked for the emails. Um, I don't have anything from Paycom, and it's just because you started after the batch upload. But the... the the A team with a Capital J should be working on that.
3: Yeah, so. they should be all over. Yeah, it. they're def- they're definitely working their butts off. Yep. And then uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, and and I think Dave mentioned it to me yesterday, and even Holly knew about it or whatever. I guess or Super Dave. I think you mentioned it to Dave. If I keep going back on it, but yesterday was the last ninety degree day, possibly.
5: Mm-hmm. So That's what they're saying,
3: you know, I I don't want to I don't want to talk nice. dirty in that snow word, but <laughs> no. we're going to have start to have some cool mornings and there might be some cold water leaks you know let your trucks build air up let the tractor build up you know then charge the tractor let the trailer build up then charge the trailer you know with the cool weather there's different things that happen compared to just hitting those buttons and firing it up in the morning you know give your truck just a few more minutes to warm up a little bit ease out the driveway that transmission oil will be cool cold you know there's just things that change and as we head into the season and we get that couple frozen mornings we're gonna to have to be shoveling and sweeping and leaving the tailgates open yep. just just get to thinking about that start now.
4: draining your air tanks when you get in yep
3: yep all that stuff and think about the the uh cooler weather you know like you said dave draining air tanks you're hot all day and then it gets cool condensation gets in the tanks naturally mm-hmm. and, and and in the lines and lots of things to think about be be prepared be ready
4: yep make sure you clean out your trailer at the end of every day so you don't come in in the morning with a bunch of frozen material yes, in there, right? It's frozen right? there,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the and you know, pay attention to the weather. You know, it, it shouldn't be up to dispatch or us to go, "Hey, they're calling for snow tomorrow or they're calling for, you know, 22 degrees or whatever that is." You know, just pay attention and be be a boy scout, be prepared.
0: Yep. Yeah, for for the newer people out of here. This job does change a lot in the wintertime. Yeah, we're not Jim. we're not quite there yet, but no. yeah, just no. just pay attention, watch what the senior <clears> guys are doing, and follow their lead. Yep. Yeah, it won't know- be
4: long. the The weather changes quick. You oh know. yeah, yeah. one day it's ninety, and the next day it's snowing. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, and I know in our safety discussion we're talking about tire pressures, but that's something else that really gets reactionary is your tires because they're going to get really warm during the day running hard, mm. loaded, and then they're going to cool off at night might have some pressure deviations we're starting to fight more and more sensors um, as the trucks age and have had the tires changed on them uh, continue to work on that that's not a dot item for us so you may have to put up with it a week or so and i know this morning dispatch and and brother dave started checking on the tires on is that truly a a false reading or are you running with a low tire yeah because that's still a lot of money that's how you ruin a tire is run it low and it it runs hot and that's the that's the killer for tires is heat yep no doubt
4: and it, i'd like to throw this out there Jim on the tires too i know this happens cuz i've talked to some of the other drivers cuz i use many different trucks for test drives and i'll say hey do you know you have a tire sensor warning oh it's always on it's fine the tires fine no it's not write it up write yeah. it up every day cuz the shop needs to fix that and those tire sensors are there for a really important reason absolutely right?
3: Yeah, and I guess that's that's kind of my comment about you know uh, d- d- you d- you don't ignore it, Dave, but you you continually write it up. But what if that tire? Oh, it's always on. What if that tire would get a nail?
4: <laughs> yeah, what that, if it's always low, right, Jim? <laughs>
3: right? I mean, that's yeah. the that's the weird thing about it. So yeah, it's something we we have to pay attention to, and you know we talk about it in a lot of the podcasts as technology comes out. Just like in your cars, you know, they all have, it's it's a law they have a tire sensor now in all cars because people run on flat tires and, you know, they'd wreck their cars. They'd roll their cars. Crash and die. You know, so of course the government had to step in and and do something about it, which thank you, Ray. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, since, shoot, Dave, I looked it up one time, 2001 or 1999. I actually want to say like 94
1: or something like that. Something like that. And it was progressive, Dave. It started with all cars. And then it moved to half ton pickups and then it moved to three quarter ton and then it moved to one ton and you know obviously they've perfected
3: it and, and gotten it for the big trucks.
5: Yeah. So
0: mm-hmm.
5: yeah. yep.
3: but.
0: good stuff, guys.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> well Are we is it time to pick on Ray a little bit or it is Ray? actually not pick on him. We're gonna we're gonna pull some information out of you, Ray. Yeah,
0: thanks for uh, showing up to our tiny little podcast here in Commerce City. We appreciate you being here. My I'd, pleasure. I did I can't do, wait. I did do just a little bit of research, oh and boy. I saw maybe a government kind of like a, a <laughs> biography, and I liked it. It said, "You are the voice for working families that promotes faith, liberty, and the values of our founding fathers. Can you explain that to us a little bit what that means to you?:
2: Well, I think it's you know and, and by the way, thanks for having me this is going be this is going to be fun and somewhat challenging with Dave Jr. over here. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's always a good time to get together with you guys and, and talk about these things. You know, when you get into politics, you, you, have to, you have to have a basis for why you're there and what you're doing. Um, and I always thought that's probably the best platform I could have. Um, in this world of phony politics or phony politicians, if you will, it's easy to say those things, but it's a whole other level to actually practice those things. And I'm certainly not perfect, especially on a couple of those items, but I certainly try and I, I really do believe in what the Founding Fathers set up for us and framed for us to, how we should live our lives and, and how our government should operate.
0: Okay. Now, I know you said you're not perfect on some of these, but how, how do you Well, perfect? actually, I,
2: I am perfect. I, 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 don't want, I don't want to mislead this, this audience. So. Yeah, let's, let's, let's clear that up. I'm sorry. That was uh, so a mistake.
0: Dave, Dave did say Good. you were perfect. That's true. So.
2: So how, I'm glad there's a double door for him to get out later. <laughs> how,
0: how do you promote faith? Tell me about that.
2: Well, you know, you have to live it, right? Um, I've always thought about faith from the standpoint of 100 years ago or 150 years ago when there was a cowboy out in a pasture and in the fields or in the mountains. Uh, how did they practice faith? Uh, it wasn't running to a church every Sunday because they didn't have that opportunity. <clears throat> My belief is the guy upstairs, the big man, doesn't hold that against you so i think you can practice faith uh in your way in your own in your own way without having to kind of follow the crowd if you will um i had a father-in-law that never stepped a foot in a church i can guarantee that but he was probably the best man i ever knew i mean the guy was amazing very giving took care of everybody around him to an extreme he gave away most of what he had which was crazy Uh, but he did so I, I have a little different spin on faith than some people do.
0: Okay. Appreciate the explanation. And how did you get your start in politics?
2: Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, the government was putting me out of business. That's probably the best way <laughs> wow. to put it. Wow. We were in the construction business at that time. And um, everything was just kind of folding in around. us. So that was like 2008, 2009. And it just didn't make any sense, right? I mean, we were building homes and building subdivisions and... You know, we started having trouble with the banks because the, the, the whole economy was collapsing. That was the days of, of uh, the Great the collapse. Recession. Right, yeah. the Great Recession. And I went to my attorney one day and I said, You know, this is nuts. I went to the bank and had a discussion, and they said, Well, we're just sorry. And I was like, But we can work out of this. Because every financial problem just takes time and you can fix it, right? At some point, it's going to fix itself. But the banks were in a position where they just didn't care. <clears throat> just didn't care. So my attorney at that time just looked at me and he just said, well, why don't you run for public office and fix this? And I said, well, maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was almost like losing a bet in a bar, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I kind of got involved. I had never been to any Republican event in my lifetime. Oh. I had always voted, always voted, but I had never been involved in politics per se. So I remember I had to go to J.C. Penney's and buy a jacket, because I didn't have one and I kept the receipt on it so I could take it back just in case I changed my mind (laughs) which actually I think I did take that one back (laughs) it was pretty ugly but so I went to this Republican luncheon and um, it was kind of a weird out-of-body experience because I walk in this room with probably a hundred people they don't know me I don't know them and in the corner they have this cardboard cutout of Ronald Reagan oh wow and I thought this is creepy You know, they're they're life size, life size. Right. So I'm up there, you know, thinking, okay, this is different, but I, you know, I kind of listened to them, watched what was going on and thought, you know, I don't know if this is for me, uh, but I want to learn more. I want to understand what is going on out there. How did my business get affected so much? How did friends and family get affected so much by politics? So I kind of kept working through the process because there's all these different steps. You have caucuses and primaries and all these different things. Um, I got a phone call from a gentleman who had actually done p- politics in my part of the world. And he kind of counseled me a little bit. He said, you know, Ray, if you, if you announce you're going to run for what at that time was called House District 54, he said, nobody's going to run against you. You live in a very Republican <laughs> area. You won't have any competition. He said, this will be a great learning place. And you can do it for a couple of years and decide what you want to do. So I said, okay, makes sense to me. Two days later, four other people got in the race. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) So I called him back, and I said, you're a liar. You know, he goes, no, no, no. He goes, that shouldn't have happened. He said, I don't know what happened. What went wrong? Uh, And it was crazy as we went through this whole process because one of the competitors I had got caught drunk driving. So he was out.
0: Scratch him off.
2: Yeah, the next guy had a health problem. He jumped out. And I was left. You're going to love this. I was left with a secret service agent who had retired. that claimed he had protected Ronald Reagan and Gerald Ford. He had all these big claims. And I thought, boy, this is going to be tough. And he did all the right things. He did all the right things. Everything you're supposed to do to get into these races, he was doing it. I had no idea what I was doing. I had Republicans that came to me and said, you know, you should really get out of this. This, you know, this guys he's the ticket. About two weeks after that conversation, (laughs) a guy came to me, didn't know him, he held up his phone, probably the first iPhone ever built, <laughs> and he starts showing me pictures of what this guy was selling. He was, he was a photographer in his later life. And he was selling pictures on the Obama website oh, to wow. help Obama win as president. But he was running as a Republican. Hi. So there are ways to do some research. So somebody did some research and found out he was from Boulder. <clears throat> he had only lived in my area for like a year. No record of him ever voting, ever. Wow. His son, his wife, he had kind of a funny last name, I won't repeat it here, but, so it was easy to find him, right, in the records. He had never voted Republican. Wow. So that information kind of got out there. Even with that said, I got, only got on the, on the ballot by one vote. Wow. I was not considered the guy anybody wanted to deal with. Wow. Uh. I was too rough. I was too mean. Whatever it was. I don't know. <laughs> too mean. So I kept thinking, okay, now what do I do, right? I got on the ballot, went through the primary process. I barely got all the things you have to do. I couldn't raise any money. I couldn't, nobody knew me. But I beat this guy like 70-30. Wow. So what that told me after that vote was that people were resonating with somebody who was just more real versus mm. the political spin, right? Sure. So I remembered that. <clears throat> then I went on i didn 't even have an opponent then the funny part of that story was i 'd never even been in the Capitol in Denver ever. Mm. We were over on a Sunday. stupid me, I thought it was a museum or something. You could just go in, but you can 't <laughs> so, My wife and I are standing on the steps and i 'm peeking through the glass. <laughs> looking I looking around in there going I work what, here. Is, what is this what am I supposed to do i got to go I got to go do this i didn 't know what to do. And she was laughing. She was like, yeah, now you've done it. Now you've done it. <laughs> but anyhow, that's how I got into it. That's kind of a long story. but
0: I like it. No, yeah. yeah. That's, that's... Anyhow, it
2: was an interesting journey. And then the other thing you learn about politics <clears throat> when you're running, when you're running, people hate you. Mm. They don't care who you are. I mean, they just don't right. like politicians. But once you're in office, they won't let you go. Ah. Because I kept saying, well, I'm going to stop now. And they're like, oh, no, no, we'll burn your house down. (laughs) So they just make you keep going, right? Uh, If they like you, of course. So (laughs)
0: how how many years, sorry, Dave, how many years have you been in it now?
2: Uh, This is my 12th. Okay. And we have term limits in Colorado, so I'm done. Mm -hmm. January of this next year, I will be officially out of office. Oh, okay. As senator. As senator. Senator. And prior to that, your story started, you had a two-year stint as, I was... I was actually four years in the House of Representatives, right? Okay, and then I've done eight years in the Senate. Got it. Okay.
0: And Dave, you had a question about the difference between U.S. senators <clears throat> and state senators. Is that?
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's framed right, but that's right. exactly it. Can you explain that, Ray? Because I know when when I first met you, I'm like, wow, this is the guy that represents us at the capital of the United States, not not the Colorado capital. You know, so what's what's the difference?
2: Well, at least that got me a free lunch, right? <laughs> I was going to say. Once Rick. he figured out the truth, he was like, yeah, I want a refund. <laughs> yeah. he,
0: he sounded a little disappointed. He was. And <laughs> I think he still is,
3: actually. He, he's very
0: disappointed. He, he
3: bought a jacket for the first
0: meeting, too, right? Did,
2: <laughs> I know. It I know. <laughs> yeah, he took his back, too. J.C. has both our pictures right now, right? Right. Yeah, so the state of Colorado is broke up into districts, so. We have 35 state senators, which represent about 150,000, 175,000 people per district. So there's 35 of us, right? Uh, U.S. Senate, there's only two U.S. senators for the entire state. That's how,
1: that's the difference. Is there a difference in political parties with those two, or are they always both the same? As oh, no,
2: no. It's typically, yeah, it can be Republican or Democrat. It just depends on the, the district and how they're So it could up. be one of each. Yes, okay. absolutely. All right. Yep. And right now, it's two Democrats. Two Democrats, correct. <clears throat> How much
0: dealings do you have with the public?
2: You know, quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Um, grocery stores, gas stations. Uh, my wife was actually going to buy me a ZZ Top beard <laughs> thing, you know, <laughs> one time just so we could go somewhere. And I would, That's funny. Nobody would bother me. Uh. <clears throat> but it doesn't do any good. And I don't mind, really. Sure. People like to ask questions. sure. Um, so you do have a lot of interaction. Um,
0: and then what, what's a, con- I'm sorry, pretend I'm in kindergarten right now. What's a congressman? Because you always hear somebody like, I'm going to contact my congressman. What, do oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. what yeah. does that mean?
2: Well, that's, that's the U.S. Congress, right? There Got was, it. Yeah, I'm going to fix that problem. And that's sad because we don't have a lot of civics lessons that go on in schools anymore. Right. So people get real confused between federal and state. Got it. Obviously, Dave's confused, but we're, <laughs> we're kind of used to that. Ray knows me well. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you hear a lot of. Is that, And I, we get a lot of questions at the state level about sure. federal issues, right? Got it. A lot of people call and say, hey, my Social Security check isn't here on time. Right. Well, that's federal, not state. So you have to kind of wade three people through that. I think sure. a real important thing to bring up, though, <clears throat> in Colorado, we are truly citizen legislators. Okay. We're only in power from January till May. Oh, That's the way the framers of the Constitution, even the U.S. Constitution, wanted it. They didn't want full-time representation. We didn't really need that, right? Because they were all farmers, so they weren't busy in the winter, so that's when you went to the Capitol and did your work. Huh. And then you went home and you planted your crops and you harvested and you did all those things. <laughs> so in Colorado, when we, go, when we go out of what we call session in May, we're right back to being a citizen, Got it. So we all work. Well, not all of us, but we all work and we have to make a living just like anybody else. I see. Okay. So the U.S. Congress folks tend to do year-round. Got it. That's by our, interesting. By our state constitution, we can only be in, in 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 the session for 120 days. Got it. And then we have to break and give everybody a breath, and then we come back again. Yeah, I
0: actually know somebody who was doing uh, cleaning at the state capitol.
2: Oh, really? She was on
0: the cleaning crew there, and... Yeah, it was uh, a tough, tough quarter or whatever. Oh, they're in session, and it's like when they're out of session, things are a lot calmer. Very quiet. Very quiet. You know? I Very bet. quiet. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And then, um, what do you think about IPOC? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so everybody knows you guys linked up through IPOC. Yes. And how how did that all come about?
2: <laughs> I'll take that one. We'll let you do the first. We're going to do the first
5: part.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, first off, kudos to Ray. I mean, he has taken me under his wing on the political side of IPOC as far as all of the little things we've ran into. I will say almost all the business owners that are members of IPOC are pretty naive on. There's there's a couple in there that, that know exactly what's going on and what they're cued into and whatnot but the majority of us all have our heads down we're all chopping wood meaning we're running our businesses mm-hmm. no one's watching this this mountain of government grow behind us that are creating these rules and regulations that are are just they're going to consume us i mean they're virtually adams county which is what ipoc was created for uh to because of the issues we had there they're going to swallow us up and spit us out mm-hmm. i mean that's that's how it feels their ultimate goal is. And through the process, we had met, I had met Ray over at Brannon. He came down along with a, a handful of other people, uh, you know, Barb Kirkmeyer, Lori Sane. Uh, I forget another lady that was over there and did a tour for Brannon. And Fred Marvel, who's one of the owners of Brandon, is like, hey, Dave, come over, represent IPOC and introduce yourself to these guys. And we did the tour and... And Ray and I kinda struck up a conversation and he realized what was going on in Adams County and in my heart after hearing the story and I didn't really realize that until he explained it a few minutes ago, I really think it impacted him the way his business was impacted back in two thousand eight. Right. And, you know, Ray's just been great as far as tutoring me or us as far as IPOC goes and I mean, he's just done a great job in, in advising us and consulting us. And, you know, right now we've got this pack that we've created and also an IEC, uh, an independent expenditure committee, which is money that's going to go to get behind uh, uh, people running for campaign or campaigning for office in Adams County. And, you know, without his guidance, I think we would have been rolled over a long time ago in Adams County.
2: So gotcha. thanks for that, Ray. Well, that was very kind of you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> not to, it, it I'm was not used to that. Do you have a tissue? <laughs> I need to mop up some tears it, here. It, it was the truth, man. You've been you've helped me a long way. I appreciate it.
0: What were you doing down doing a tour for? What was that all about?
2: Well, you know, we we get invited to hundreds of different things that we go to, and uh-huh. and uh, I just had gotten invited, and I was actually at another contractor's location having another meeting, and. And uh, just across the highway. And he said, you know, are you going to go over there? And I said, yeah, sure. I think I'll buzz over and see what's going on. Cool. And it was, as Dave just mentioned, it was pretty obvious, pretty quick. Um, Something I had learned over the last 12 years that most people are not paying attention. Right. Right. Until kind of starting right now. People are starting to kind of go, well, well, there's an election in November. What's going on out there? And it's. It's just the way it is, right? People are busy making a living. Business right. owners have their head down. They're grinding. They're dealing with what they have to deal with. Sure. And from my perspective, I, I, you could see, and I've seen it with multiple businesses, where you assume, that word that Jim likes to use, <clears throat> uh, you assume that people are really watching and paying attention and that they understand the process, right? And you just, you're just thinking they do. Uh, but what you find out is they don't. You, and you have to be somewhat gentle about that because you don't want to insult people like, you know, hey, dumbass. You know, I mean, you can't do that. But you, you can see it because people, when you talk to them, you can just see it in their eyes. That, That's not what you say to me, <laughs> right? <Rick. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> can you turn off the mics now? <laughs> Shit, but, I forgot to turn them on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we dodged a bullet there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you can, just, you can sense it. They ask particular questions that you kind of go, okay, they, they, some, this group needs help. Um, and I think hopefully I've been helpful. Thank you, Dave, for the compliment. Because you're, you're dealing with some people, quite frankly, that are very, very intelligent people. Right. They've built incredible companies. They've made buckets of money, quite frankly. Huh. But th- they did it through hard work. Politics is always there to interfere with that, quite frankly. Uh, And they just don't realize what's happening to them in the background. So IPOC was built was looking that way, right? So I thought, well, if I can step in and help them. And it was really amazing because within the first (laughs) 24 hours of me trying to help them, right, (laughs) there were certain factions within IPOC that recognized, "Uh uh-oh, you know, this guy's going to mess up our free lunch, so to speak, and we're going to push back a little bit but you know that usually doesn't work i am kind of a bulldog i'll keep pushing so i think i'm getting him in a little better spot nice
0: yeah ray Ray
1: was up advising me with with items at five o'clock in the morning and i'm thinking this guy's a workhorse man he's an early bird he's like getting it done and I, you know, it, it just yeah. I'm just thankful for the help, Ray. Again, thank
0: you. Yeah, I mean that's the voice for the working families. Part, yes, yeah. Know, so. yeah, it
1: is. It really yeah. is. He's
0: walking that walk for sure. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. I just wanted to jump in there, Ray. In one of the meetings you were you were first at. I just happened to be there, and and as we talk about this because we've had feedback, you know, from from the listeners, from the from some of the employees and stuff like that about being too political or why do we need to be political or stuff like that and I, I guess from from my side or some of my visions is we're not necessarily wanting to be political, but we trusted, or like you said, we, we're not paying attention because there's a trust there, but there's a huge divide in everybody's goals, mm-hmm. and I think that's causing us have, to have to pay attention, whether it's, but then that that trust and that division is set in a political basis, mm-hmm. and that's the reason we're trying to make some changes and step up and and reach people so that maybe we can have the common goals because some of the other goals it doesn't make sense like it's i I don't like the sky's blue and everybody's saying red it's not that kind of sense it's like let's do a bunch of electrification to our vehicles but we go to a seminar like we shared with you know the listeners and the drivers here and they tell us that it's going to take the power of a hundred homes to charge one truck that's where it doesn't it doesn't make sense sure. and that's what i want people or our or guys listening or people listening to to understand that's the political side of it is would it be all roses and flowers to be all electrical and get rid of our you know our, our bad air and all that kind of stuff absolutely mm. why not but it's not real you know, uh, uh, Dave had his uh, Broomfield days this weekend, and his son was in the parade. and And uh, he does a float every year with his son for the kudos for the swim team and stuff. And there was a lady walking in the crowd up front with a big sign. And 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 because I guess I'm on our side, I, I you know what? If if it's a side, but she goes, she has holding a sign, electrify everything. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's that's not real, right, you guys? I mean, it it just doesn't. But is that what she believes? I mean, I think it's great steps. We have some technology, but. Well, that's what she's been told. Right, right, right. You know, so yeah, I guess that's where I just want to, I guess I want to soften the the political is we're we're trying to guide you, give you all the information we can give you. You make a decision. Yeah, you decide. You know, because no matter what, go vote. Sure. Go vote for something. You know, do something, right? Do anything,
2: right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and to your point, it's become almost religious, Mm -hmm. what other folks may believe or not believe. And sadly, there's a group of human beings out there that only get their their information from social media, for an example. Um, And what we're we're finding, let me give you a quick stat. 6.9 million vehicles in Colorado are registered, either gasoline or diesel. 42,000 are electric. I just got those stats about two weeks ago. 42,000. So you can do the percentages up and down, point whatever the heck that is of, of 6.9 million. That's not, a, that's not a what some would want you to believe is a huge transition to electric vehicles. Right. I got no trouble with electric. I don't care. You drive whatever you want. But right. the government should not mandate to you what you can and cannot do as far as what you drive. Exactly. And that's where the line gets crossed. Mm-hmm. Some people are more than willing to go across that line and try to force you, but in our history as a country, that's never worked. It's yeah, just I not mean, work. I
3: don't. I probably have the date wrong because I, 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 know there's a couple steps here, but 2028 or 2030. <clears throat> you know, the state of Colorado is mandating yes. that we have is it 10 percent or 5 percent of our fleet be electric. Huge. I can't remember the exact number, but it's huge. Yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, exactly. And and guys, you're driving all the trucks we have right now. We fight all the emission stuff right now that we have check engine lights and this and that and the truck's down and it's derated and everything <clears> else. <throat> so just like Ray just said, the government's making us now put an electrical vehicle, electric vehicle in our fleet that the best we've heard has a range of 180 <laughs> yeah, 180 miles. And that's, that's tops. That's, like, that's what they're wishing for. Well, how many miles a day do you guys all drive out there? Right, and and our guys know what they average. Sure, four so, to, to
0: six hundred.
3: Yeah, yeah. And it, so, what are you going to do? Come in at nine? <laughs> hey, can I have another truck? Yeah.
2: yeah. Right. So that that yeah, Ray, you're right. It's the it's the realism. Well, and what you guys are seeing that you know, common sense and politics just don't jive. They don't connect. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's on full display every day. And as you said, the twenty thirty goal of having Colorado a hundred percent on electrification would require something like 150,000 vehicles per year be converted that's just not going to happen yeah it's it's just not it's not reality let's put it that way
3: yeah and i guess that's what you know again i wanted to throw the inform people here's your options here's your common sense right you know and that and you know as we lift our head up because we have to from running the business Because it is affecting us. It is going to affect us, and we have no
2: choice. It's frustrating because I think what people are learning, and I I really don't like it, is the fact that politics affects you every day of your life. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't. You can go to foreign countries. I think it's Sweden, I believe, that they've done polling where something like 80% of the people don't even know who their president is. Oh, wow. In the United States, that would be completely flipped, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Because every morning you wake up, and there's something from the media bashing away at you. And it right. really doesn't matter what radio station you listen to. <laughs> whether it's cable or something else, you're going to hear that constant barrage of political messaging. And, yeah, you go to work and it either put you in a good mood or a bad mood. Today we know the feds are going to raise interest rates again. I saw that. That's not good news. No, right. No. That's just not. Nope. I, I fact-checked this
1: math. Uh, I was... I've talked to several people since I heard it, and I finally fact-checked it yesterday, Ray, but the av- I don't want to say the average home loan, but on a $400,000 mortgage, if you were to go buy a home and you had a $400,000 mortgage, the difference between a year ago when interest rate was 3% versus today, well, it will be more than 6% today after yeah. they raise it again, that's a $700 per month increase on a $400,000 mortgage yeah. from 3% to 6%. Who can afford that? Right. That's the problem. Yeah. That's a huge problem. People can't afford that, and this is going to help? Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm torn. I mean, I'm yeah. torn. I don't see how it's going to help.
0: I did some follow-up math on that when you threw that figure out, Dave. Over the life of a 30-year loan, that's $252,000 more than your 3% loan. Right. Yeah. A quarter right. million dollars.
3: Yeah.
5: yeah. Yeah, so does that yeah, mean- More. You're... More.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so you bought a- f- Let's just say a $400,000 home. It was 100% mortgage, right? Just for simple math, right? right? You paid 250000 in interest plus another 250000 yeah. So now you've paid for a $900,000 home exactly. for a $400,000 mortgage.
3: Right. Yeah. When yeah. you could have bought a possible $600,000 home at the other rates and been able to afford that. Right. right. You know, yeah. in between And take that. a vacation to Hawaii once a year. Yeah. Right. With the family.
0: Or bought the $400,000 house and been able to, you know, do some extra things for your kids and put groceries in the fridge and stuff like
3: that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's unbelievable. I I just. And then you look at the fuel prices and or gas prices and all the other, you know, what transportation companies like ourselves have done to other prices on our groceries and our goods and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. it's it's
2: a cause and effect, Right. Right. I had to laugh yesterday. We had a hearing at the Capitol talking CDOT issues, highways, congestion. Uh, and one of the senators who represents South Denver uh, was on there complaining about, I think, Bellevue, I believe it was, an I-25, and all that congestion. Mm-hmm. And why has CDOT decided they're not going to expand any of those highways? And I'm kind of sitting there smiling because he was one of the huge proponents of a bill that passed that did exactly what's happening, and I thought, gosh, you know, you're smelling up, you're going to smell the coffee now. I mean, here right. it's coming home to roost, and no, well, you don't like it because it's upsetting. You did, this. you're a part of, the, yeah, you did this, but now you're going to complain about it. So, right, it's right. it's just politics as usual.
0: Now, you have a transportation background, yes, that, right, right, I do, and you sit on the transportation and energy committee, correct? Can you tell us about both those things?
2: Well, actually, you know, at, at a young age of twenty one. It seems like a hundred years ago. Uh, it's, I went, it's, it's for, not to interrupt. It's 40 for me
3: since you brought. That <laughs> I know. I, I do remember that. There was, there, there was, I know. Sorry. sorry uh, go ahead, buddy. Well, there was a
2: time I, I worked for a company called Conico, which now is Conoco Phillips. And they had a terminal. They had terminals all over the place and they had their own company trucks. And I was just enamored with those trucks. I thought, man, if I can figure out how to, I'd like to drive one of those. Right? Um, and one of the guys that was working in our terminal was a great friend of mine today even. Uh, you know, he, he took me and said, Look, let's go for a ride. You know, If you want to ride along for a couple of days, see what you think. Of course, getting a CDL back then was a lot easier than it is mm-hmm. today. But uh, So yeah, we, we went out and I'm watching him shift and do all these things. I'm thinking, man, it kind of makes you feel like you're in the cockpit of an airplane, right? Uh, like I'm king of the world type thing. And uh, so I thought, you know, I'd like to try this. So I got trained and I got my license and did all those things and uh, it was quite an interesting journey because I was—I was drove here in Colorado, I was sent to Washington for a short time during a gas crunch and we were hauling jet fuel from Seattle to Moses Lake, Washington to an Air Force base. So I got my first opportunity to put chains on a truck. And that's about when my mindset started to change. <laughs> it was like, this is hard. <laughs> and it was a little spooky, quite frankly. Um, but yeah, and then they, then they transferred to New Mexico where it doesn't snow. I wow. thought that was pretty cool other than being in New Mexico. But uh, it was quite an experience. I learned a lot, uh, a huge appreciation for what drivers do. Um, people say it's easier now because they have automatics and all those things like But the the responsibility level has never changed. And it's probably worse now with the traffic and the the problems that they have to deal with. 100%. And actually, yesterday, they told me I I was the long... Well, actually, I was the senior member of transportation. I've been doing it for 12 years at the Capitol. So it didn't really dawn on me until they said that. And I was like, wow.
0: What kind of responsibilities or commitments do you have sitting on that committee?
2: Well, you know, transportation... They call it transportation energy. The names change a little bit over the years, but it's more than you think just about roads and bridges, right? It's transmission power lines. It's airports. It's water flows through pipelines. It's a lot more than I ever dreamed it was, and it's kind of like going back to school. You have to learn about all those different aspects of what transportation really means. It's more infrastructure than it is just transportation. But you get a chance to learn all those issues from top to bottom, uh, it's a fascinating journey. You learn so much, and what's important to people out there and what, what you should really focus on the most. Obviously, safety is a massive part of transportation, uh, and that's one thing I worry about a lot because the roads and bridges. This is going to be a shocker. We're rated 47th in the U.S. Wow. And <laughs> drivability for our interstate rural interstate system. We're in, we're in bad shape, but yet we keep raising taxes. That makes sense.
1: And they're not going to do anything with the roads. I mean, they've said it. They said it yesterday, yeah. right? They're not going to widen I-25. Nope. They're not going to work on that. By the way, I did <coughs> did quick math on your 6.9 million registered fossil fuel burning vehicles mm-hmm. right. here in Colorado versus the 42,000. And... I stopped when I got down to 0.01% and I I got it down to 69,000 electric. I didn't even go to get down to the 42,000 because it would have been 0.00 something. And I'm like, that's just almost irrelevant to me. You know what I mean? If we're, if we're less than 0.01% of the vehicles, right? Pretty small amount, but every new house built here in, I'll step out and say Colorado. I definitely know Denver didn't, didn't Bob say Adams County, Jim, as I well? I think Adams
3: County started it too.
1: Yeah, I, I'm sure it'll be statewide here soon. Any new home built or was it a remodel project that, that a garage was involved in or am I making that up? Anyway, you're going to need an electric plug for a vehicle to charge a vehicle in your house.
3: Oh, yeah, it was out, any uh, outbuilding. That's what he started Oh, outbuilding. outbuilding, yes, yes, yes. Adams yes. County requires yes. you to, you don't have to run the wire, but you have to put the outlet in for an electric vehicle. Yeah. Yes. That's code Yeah,
2: that, yep. they, that they do that now. As I recall, we the state law changed and forced that. Okay. okay. I've got a question
4: for you, Ray. And this is something I think about every time I read the news or watch it on TV or, you know, pull it up on the Internet. Everybody's talking electrification. Everybody's talking electric cars, vehicles. And yet you, it's like you got to figure out the route before you have the solution. Is anybody on these boards talking about <laughs> transmission generation plants um you know obviously we're talking about burning fossil fuels in the cars but we burn fossil fuels in the electricity generation end as well sure and yet i've also read too the grid can't handle all of this electrification because it's antiquated it's built for for you know for fossil vehicles (laughs) well not even that but you know you can't fast charge two cars in your garage Mm -hmm. and run your your dryer at 220 volts, sure. you know, do they talk about any of that, Ray?
2: You know, I just did a, a presentation not long ago, and I, I, I made the comment that the governor has it backwards. You've got to have infrastructure before you have the yeah. electric vehicles. And, and somehow that's gotten lost in the discussion, right? So we need good roads and bridges. We need electrification. We need more power moving to different areas. XL right now, I believe, is spending a billion dollars to try to pull more power in from out of state's. Because what's happening now is a lot of states are producing too much with wind and solar, and it's got to go somewhere, right? Because oh, they're, wow. so they're having to shove it at different states. Uh, but everything's backwards, as you just mentioned. If you if you, we all ran out and bought an electric vehicle today and ran home, <laughs> we may or may not have the right two twenty or whatever you need in your garage to to, to charge a thing. Uh, you've probably seen stories on that are out there that people are trying to get to these locations where tesla for an example has put up the charging stations and they have to wait like three hours to get on the charging station Mm -hmm. you know so there's complications there that have not been thought through very well i mean yeah the emotional part of this is oh we want to clean the air and there's not a soul in the state of colorado that doesn't want clean air I I I can't imagine meeting somebody who says I want dirty air. <laughs> right. You're right. I mean, yeah, it,
4: our air just got downgraded, didn't it? Exactly.
2: So yeah. I mean, it's like get it right. You're going to have to build the infrastructure before you can put that many mm-hmm. vehicles. If you want to replace every vehicle on the roads right now, this very instant, you can't do it. Mm-mm. You yeah, can't n- do
1: it. Tell me, Ray. Since Dave brings up the the air just got downgraded one more time, because I know right now we're suffering with the fires from California. Right. I mean, we've oh, yeah. we've discussed because due to our geographic location, right? <clears throat> we we take on pollution from many other areas, not just what we create here in Denver. But if it gets downgraded, and correct me, this is where I'm. I'm you need to fact check me here. Is if it gets downgraded one more time, and Polis pull pulls the trigger, Suncor will have to remodify their whole uh, refining. Mm-hmm. And change our gasoline to the same gasoline California uses, correct? The reformulated,
2: and yeah. And
1: it'll be another fifty plus cents per gallon. Sure. Additional cost. I mean, am I, am I on the right track there?
2: No, you're 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 on dead dead on. Um, now, the governor has come out the last week and said he does not support that. Oh, now he doesn't. But it is an election year, <laughs> and that changes everything. Right. Uh, we've laughed about this a couple times because people running for office will pretty much say anything and people don't really go back and fact check them. And if somebody does, they try to avoid that person, right? It's like, oh, I don't want to talk to him anymore. The press doesn't fact check hardly anything. So anything he says he supports or doesn't support, they're like, okay, we're good. Print it. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're ready to go. Um, I would argue he wants to run for president of the United States. He wants to get elected governor because it's going to look a lot better if you're running for federal office. Uh, so he'll do whatever he wants to if he gets reelected. And that could mean reformulated gasoline, which is a crazy concept because it would cost 50, 70 cents a gallon more. I don't know what it would do to diesel. Oh, my gosh. It might be ridiculous. But that's only for what we call the attainment area, which is the front range. Everything west of the Continental Divide would not be under that order. But Suncor is not going to make two different fuels. Right. Because Suncor supplies the entire state of Colorado with fuel. So does, you know, do the refineries in Salt Lake have to kick it up and start shooting fuel towards western Colorado or Wyoming or whatever we have to do? It'd just be a mess. Which which could create quite the fuel crunch oh or
1: supply chain issue. Oh, boy. And we, we all know how supply chains have been affected in the last 30 months. Terrible.
2: You know, I was going to mention, too, and I don't know if you guys were looking. There's, there's a weather app. It's called Windy, just like it sounds. And it's a great app because you can actually look at the screen. It'll show you the movement of air. You can see all those little arrows. Oh, yeah. Can you, you see that? No, just <laughs> 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 but you can actually, and I'll have to do this for you so you can see it here in a minute, but um, it'll show you air quality in different areas, like CO concentration. And you look at that, and you can look at it all over the United States and see pockets of where carbon, if you will, or COT oh, yeah, or ozone. First. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it's really surprising because you look at, you know, obviously Denver's got some issues, right? Mm-hmm. But you look at the entire rest of the state, not a problem. Ah. So the, this Denver-Boulder, probably down to the Springs, is in what they call the non-attainment area. And all the focus is on, on this area. Ah. You know, farmers in eastern Colorado or farmers in the western, the western slope, they don't have a problem. Right. But when the government mandates something, it's a huge brush strip. Sure.
1: You know, I, we met with a builder yesterday, a construction guy, you know, trying to start <coughs> formulating plans for our, our new building there at our other location. And, uh, I mean, I don't want to say he's political, but he's, he's aware of the things that are going on, right? And He happened to be at home watching the news, and he took a snapshot, and he sent it to me. And, you know, because obviously anybody I seem to run into, I start talking about Adams County and what's going on and making them aware and the issues that we're fighting. And this isn't just Adams County. It is every county in the Mm -hmm. state. I mean, unless you are in such a rural area that you'd never be affected by this, at some point until the state mandates it, it won't be an issue for you. But here locally, it's a huge issue. So anyway, he took this snapshot on his phone and sent it to me. And it's counties with the most highest ozone danger and and i'll read them to you and you guys tell me if you can recognize what the what the correlation with these all the trend is yes so number one is jefferson county number two is douglas county number three is larimer county number four is boulder county number five is clear creek county and then for some reason they skip all the rest and they go to number eight they skip six and seven and go straight to eight which is the craziest (laughs) list to me but it it uh, says Denver County. Do you, can you guys put correlate any yeah. common issue? They're running along the foothills. Exactly, Jim. Yeah, yeah you what, didn't hear what, Weld
3: County or Adams County, did you? Yeah. No, right. no. What does
1: the air do when it comes over the mountains? It just lurches right over those areas, and it doesn't ever move the air in those areas. Where is our, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the mountains. Where we're at, we're, we have no pollution right here over us in Commerce City. It's nice. Clear skies, you look that way and you can barely see the mountains because there's no wind today. The right. the pollution looks terrible. Does that mean that's our pollution? No. You know, is that smoke from the fires in California or or I thought didn't a bunch
3: of Oregon just light on fire yeah. a couple days ago? I mean, we've talked about it before, Dave. Pollution has no borders.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah we asked for uh, the Air Quality Control Commission who monitors air quality right around the state. We wanted the data west of the divide like grand junction for example because we wanted to see what was crossing the border they don't have that <laughs> <laughs> so now it's just like okay wait a minute so you're not monitoring anything cuz let's be honest about it even China's error gets this far oh absolutely so if they're going to burn coal and we're not and they're not slowing down they're not going they're not going to slow down cuz they want to be the industrial powerhouse of the world and they yeah, have and an it, abundance of coal
1: they yeah, have more coal than,
4: coal, coal than fired any other fired power plants right and left yeah yeah i
2: think they have 12
1: more coal burning plants scheduled to come online this year yeah right we're decommissioning them because they're so dirty they're still building them
0: yeah so one of the things that uh jim brought up yesterday and we made an announcement on is that uh you're known to for your bipartisan efforts first of all is that true and second of all what does that mean
2: well first of all Tom Tancredo told me one time, he was a US congressman and also was a state senator, he said, always remember bipartisanship is overrated. And I looked at him and I was like, what, What's that mean, Tom? And he goes He goes, if you are, are getting on bills, if you will, with them, you've given up your position. Hmm. Right? So he said, always make sure the legislation that you work on is something they want to be on. So I started working on that basis and I would usually what you do is when you run a bill in the state house is you come up with an idea and then you run around to a bunch of other people, other senators and reps and say, Hey, would you sign under this idea? Uh-huh. <clears throat> Maybe I'm lazy, but I would never do that. Okay. So I would I would come up with whatever it might be. I'll give you a quick snapshot of one of them. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but these little yellow machines where you can get, renew your your registration, your plates and stuff without going to the DMV? Yeah. That was me. So, Thank you. I worked with the, with actually AAA Colorado, wanted to put them in their offices, and I think King Supers got involved, and I don't know who else has them now. Uh, so I, I said, okay. So I had the bill drafted. Our attorneys at the Capitol do that, and it just has had my name on it. So I went through what we call committee hearings and all the things that we do, and it was a good idea and it made sense so pe- even Democrats were voting for it in these committee hearings and then they start to come to you because they want some credit right because uh-huh. they want this to pass and hey look what you know, look what I did right <laughs> so I would let them come to me and they'd say can, can I be on your bill and some of them I actually told no but you can always get on because you can co-sponsor in the chambers you can gotcha. yeah, anyhow so but that was a lot of a joke with some of them so anyway through that whole process I did that multiple times all kinds of different stuff and uh, they would come to me rarely would I ever look at something a Democrat was doing and say okay unless it was something that really did make sense on both sides and somehow I ended up being like the ninth most bipartisan legislator I even went to the press person that wrote that and said that's impossible (laughs) there's no way in hell that I'm the ninth and then they sat down and showed me the bills and I was like oh yeah those were mine Wow. So I didn't go to them; they they came to me. Understood.
0: So basically, what you did made so much sense. So often, the Dems came to you
2: and been like, and, I and "Dave smart. can <laughs> agree to that—that that I am the smartest man in the room." So. <laughs> and you might be right about the double doors, Dave. Right? right? T- yeah. I don't know how he gets in and out of his pickup.
3: It's
5: difficult. You got to wait to carry.
0: You know what they say: if you're the smartest man in the room, you need to find another room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh,
0: What's, uh, what's the one issue that keeps you up at night?
2: You know, I looked at that question here a second ago, and it, my answer is all of them, okay? <laughs> uh, and it kind of fits with your, I think you're going to ask the next question, so I wanna, won't say it, but all the issues bother me because they're, they're so important, right? And we've gotten in a place, in my personal belief, that's kind of completely backwards again where the minority is pushing the agenda, and if you don't agree with them, then this wokeness comes into play, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they just beat you to death on either social media or in the media or however they want to do it to force you to, to come to their side on an issue. So we've gotten in this weird place where the minority issues are pushing the agenda. And they'll use it against us. Let's, let's just pick a big one. Gay rights, okay? I don't care how a human being lives their life. Never have Never will. I don't care what they do. But I never would agree with them putting something in state law to make them special or for them to stand out because we already had personal protections in the law for that person, always. Right. Our Constitution, for God's sake, says we all have the same rights, right? So I would never fall into that category and say, no, you're, you're not special. We're all the same, <laughs> right? And that was always a big rub with them. And then then you get into that wokeness thing, you're a racist or you're this or you're that. And it just drives me nuts to hear those things. And it, now it's become that way on any issue. Right. We even had trouble on a transportation issue. The Department of Transportation came out and said, you're being racist about how you're pushing this. And I was like, say what? Because this social justice and all these things that are going on, it's just nuts out there. And I think that you know everything has a cycle, right? I think it's going to turn. I think we're gonna, And I think we're starting to see that now. It's slowly starting to turn when people are going, wait a minute common sense this just doesn't make any sense right and it's hurting more people than it's helping right anytime you take a population of whatever they are whatever race they are and they start to get pushed themselves onto their own island right and that's not good we all just have to kind of connect as human beings and do what we do and live the way we live and 99.9% of human beings out there don't care how the other person lives they just don't but somehow they try to raise that issue for whatever political benefit it might be it might be funding for projects or it might be we need better housing for an example than you do or you're privileged and i'm not and that narrative i think is going to wear it, wear itself out
0: i hope so the whole cancel culture thing oh, and geez. it's terrible yeah all that all that stuff you're bringing up What's one thing you want to see happen before? Well, you're done in January, so yeah. you won't even be in session again. No. Okay. I will not. So is there anything that you can do before you go? Or I, you I wish they would
2: give me a bonus, <laughs> but I don't think <laughs> that's going to happen. <laughs> you know, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I should get, like, a 12-year bonus for surviving, but right. no, that's not going to happen. That's Man, you, some of our drivers are going to come in and go, I wish they'd give me a
3: bonus. That was a yeah. great
2: idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: what do you think uh, some of the current issues are that will affect JFW and our families?
2: You know, again, I, I was going to answer that a second ago, but yep. all, of those, all of those issues affect them. Yeah. They affect your, your employees. They affect the owners of the company. They just do. And I keep trying to tell people, pay attention to Dave's point earlier when he was talking about the mountain behind us. And I, people always go, "I don't have time to watch. I'm not going to watch Fox News. I'm not going to watch CNN. I don't have time to read the paper." You know, they, I get that. But what I tell people is just take a peek, whatever you want to look at, and just look at the headlines and see if something grabs your attention. You know, monkeys invading India doesn't. You know. who cares, right? I mean, enjoy yourself. I click. But if on you that. see something. <laughs> That just grabs your, like, you know, fuel prices increasing by 20%. Oh, wait a minute. I want to take a quick peek at that. Because usually the headline tells you the story, right? Right. You don't have to go much deeper than that. But take the time to at least do that. You don't have to do eight hours in the cab of the truck listening to Fox News where you're just losing your mind, right? I don't know. You guys have XM radio in those trucks? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, of so drivers
0: listen to the podcast while they're driving. Oh, Okay, so, so <laughs> <laughs> does it just shut off automatically so they can't listen?
2: But you know, I understand that you need to get a dose of the headlines and what's going on. But don't get yourself so deep in one particular subject that you just drive you and your family crazy, right? Because it can happen. You can OD on this. Stuff. It it can, right? Ray. I, mean, oh, I, I yeah. can speak to that with everything yeah. that's gone on with Adams but County. You've got to pay attention to current events, and oh my God, you've got to vote. I don't care what stripes and you want to call yourself. Don't worry about that part. But just vote. That yep. My God, people died in many wars to protect that right. Sure. Just give them that respect and just vote.
0: Yeah. Brother Dave's actually helped people get registered to vote. So right here at JFW, yeah. let's do it. So it's so simple. We could still do that if you need help getting registered to vote. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah wasn't it
3: National Registration Day yesterday or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah it or was. Or yeah, something? yeah. So because yeah. again, I you know I want to mention to everybody listening, and you know, you know <clears throat> what does this have to do with me? Why are why are they saying what does this have to do with JFW? Why are we? You know, this isn't about trucking. And again, just like you said, Ray, because all of this affects every Good one nice. of us. Yep. and and it's some of the big issues that we all can't be just our head down working away we got to pay attention just a little bit yeah and and do something about it if we can yeah the the scary part about that you know both Jim and Ray
1: there is no way we would have known what was going on in Adams County if we hadn't have been at the county trying to go through a process mm-hmm. they didn't notify us they didn't tell us about it they didn't reach out to one business Everything that they did that was going to affect business, they reached out to nothing but homeowners. There wasn't one business that was contacted in all the things they were doing. So, I mean, it's a dirty business, you guys. I'm not saying, you know, to hate everyone in politics because that's the last thing I'm saying, but there are ways to get things done and they know how to do that and they know how to manipulate the system. They're in it, they create it. So it is difficult. I, I, I think, you know, and Ray's made this comment to me before, it's it's not dig into headlines as much as to me, at some point you have to get involved. You need to get on a school board, you need to get on a water board, you need to get on, you know, some type of of city council, you know, something like that. And these aren't things that take thirty hours a month. You know, they might be one meeting a month that's two hours or something like that, and it's usually after work or whatever, but those are the things that m- the majority of business owners or or people like like us, you know, that they've or, been so busy <clears throat> running their business, they've been consumed by it, and they haven't had the opportunity to go out at night and go, oh, I have a school board meeting tonight. I'm one of the members on the board. We're going to vote on this for your children's education or that. And, you know, that's where we're affected. I mean, what's being taught to our children from the ground up is where, where we are truly being affected. So... I mean, at some point there's, there's not only, you know, pay attention to what's going on. Obviously, like Ray said, you know, look at headlines, check out the, the why this is happening or what's going on behind it because there's always a reason. My wife loves to say that. There's, there's always a reason, you know. But, uh, yeah, it, 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 you got to get involved, and that's, that's the hard part. That is truly the hard part, especially the hours we all work. It's right. difficult. 100%.
0: I was gonna say I'm on the steering committee. That's that's
1: important. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, Jam, the way I was thrust into IPOC, I mean, I didn't ask for it. I didn't, I didn't know what it entailed. I mean, I kind of got thrown in that position as chair because so many of the people that came to that first meeting were up in arms. I had contacted, right? You know what I mean? I bet I bet 25 of the the businesses that were there at that initial meeting where we voted on a board. I knew. I called them, right. and I'm like, "Hey, newsflash! You're going to be put out of business if we don't do something in Adams County, right. and we need to do it now." And they're like, "What? What? What?" You know. And so we get there, and we do that first first meeting, and they're like, "Well, we need a board," you know, blah 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 blah. And you know, Eric Johnson from United Equipment is like, "Hey, I recommend Dave White for the chair," and I'm like, uh, <laughs> Thanks, "Okay, <Eric. laughs> yeah." I was like, I thought to myself, "How difficult could this be?" Right oh my gosh oh my gosh when i got thrown in that and you know the there was truly some people on that board that had a political agenda that did not align with all the rest of ours ah. and it it threw me for a loop and that's where where i give ray a pat on the back and man he opened my eyes of how things work and how things are in the real political world and it was it was so educational very educational and it i, I Again, I know this is like the third thanks, but thanks, Ray. It was <laughs> it was huge, man. I'm 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 a better man because of your your tutelage, so thank you. We actually yeah. have
0: a couple questions from some of our listeners. First one's from Linda. She's our dispatch manager. She's manager. She says, "Senator Scott, I see you have sponsored several bills on transportation and you have a transportation background. Thank you for representing representing the great state of Colorado." With Colorado having the second worst worst roads in the nation, what can we do to get the funding that was earmarked for roads, used for roads and road repair? I know the governor is a greenie and is promoting electric transportation and may be diverting monies for his issues, but all those electric cars need good roads too. Where in your opinion is the disconnect and what, if anything, can be done?
2: Wow. Great questions, Linda. Uh, thanks for that. I'll divert today. No, just, that's just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've trained you for God sake. you it. Uh, you know, it's it's very upsetting to me because when you look at the agenda let's call it the ideology, ideology can that out today. Ideology. Ideology of the the other side of the aisle. When they passed what's called Senate Bill 260 a couple of years ago, we could see clearly what was in that bill. What we called Section 30, which was a huge change in how everything in society in Colorado works. I've I've used the term social engineering and that's really what it was. So the crazy part is is that many of our industry partners, other associations, got behind that bill, behind the governor saying this is the greatest thing in the world and the only thing they were looking at was the fact we were going to get some more money for roads and bridges. That's, that was their belief. We were screaming in the background like the canary in the coal mine saying, whoa, whoa, look at this Section 30. It's dangerous. This isn't what you believe it is. Nobody would listen. December of last year, of <clears> 21, <throat> was called the State Highway Commissioners, which are appointed by the governor. Let's be honest. So they believe what he believes, right? <laughs> They voted to move six point five billion dollars away from roads and bridges to climate change.
1: I just want you to say that one more time, Ray.
2: Six point five billion away from roads and bridges to climate change. Wow. Now the tax increase that they did with Senate Bill two sixty was about four billion over ten years. I don't have to tell you the math, right? So now we're two billion dollars behind on roads and bridges again. Hence what we were talking about earlier, where projects are now being canceled. Rural paving programs were just reduced by $130 million last Thursday. The county or the the highway commissioners again voted to adopt what they call their 10 year plan for CDOT, which includes everything I just mentioned to you. So now we have a transportation department that used to be what we called the highway department, right? That was the good old days when they built roads and bridges, they didn't worry about anything else. Now we have a highway department that's now the climate police in Colorado. Mm. Every project that's out there is going to be scrutinized by CDOT for social justice, hmm. equity, bike paths, multimodal, trains, buses, all those things that are going on. We're, we're in a whole new paradigm when it comes to transportation. What was the second part of that? How do we fix that?
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm just going to read the next okay. question, too, because it all ties together. Okay. This is from Ann. She said, we just learned that Polis, yeah. federal transportation money that he diverted to green initiatives, was going towards planning of more bus rapid transit projects because there is no more room to widen I-25 in the Denver area. What are the Republicans' future plans for easing traffic through the metro area? So I think those two questions tie together. And the yeah, they do. Of, yeah.
2: They really do. Uh, <clears throat> elections have consequences, Okay the only way you can fix this right now, quite frankly, is things have to change at the top and other parts of the state legislature to get a different viewpoint, to make that change. It's like moving a cruise ship on a dime, it just doesn't <laughs> it takes time. Right. Organizations like IPOC that we mentioned, and hundreds more organizations, in my opinion, have to quit going along to get along. Uh, and you know, I, used, I played a lot of football when I was younger. you got to pick a side to win. You can't say, well, you didn't quite get the first down, so we're going to give you the ball back. <laughs> you get one more try, right? It <laughs> doesn't work that way, right? right? And life is the same way. It just doesn't work that way. There's no participation medals. Uh, but I've, but unfortunately, a lot of these associations and stuff we've talked about have believed, well, gosh, we don't want to upset anybody because they might not look at us very friendly anymore. I think they're learning a very hard lesson. is You can't play both sides of the fence and win. You just can't. And whatever your beliefs are, exercise those beliefs. But if you believe we're going the wrong direction, then somebody else has got to be put in charge. That's the bottom line. Got it. Dave's a good candidate for that. <laughs> yes. Did I mention we need to vote? <laughs> but not for Dave, right? <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to see where Dave's political career ends up. <laughs> Started with the chair of IPOC. I think
2: uh, you should start as like an HOA president. I think that would be a good <laughs> That'd be his first move, right? Uh,
1: Been there, done that. <laughs> haven't we all? That was way easier than IPOC. Oh, my gosh.
0: Uh, do you have any other questions for Ray before we move on?
3: I, no, I think we covered it. I like, I like I the, you know, like I talked earlier Ray where you try to you try to trust and have common goals but you're also so true about not both sides can win you know yeah, but, but you, you have to you have to pick a direction you know and and yep. hopefully maybe you can get the other side to go your direction when it looks like a winning direction sure so yeah what's so be,
1: tough about that is is when your opinions don't align the clash and the separation that it creates but I want to stand here and say, you know, and I, uh, this is where I become selfish. Like it's me, my plan, my thought, my idea seems so common sense, right? I, I mean, you know, in talking to Ray, some of the things that he's told me that the bills have passed, I think how on earth did that pass? That's so not common sense, right? You know, I mean, some of the items that he's told me that, you know, when they were in session there at the end of May, you know, whether everybody knows this. I mean, those when, when we pull a long day, it's 12, 13, 14 hours. I mean, he was in session like that last night. What, 20 hours yeah, or something, Ray? Some, I mean, it was, there, yeah. it was ridiculous. And, you know, that was just how, how many bills did the and, – and I'll get political here because the Dems were trying to push some crazy shit through yeah. down there at the Capitol, right? And I'm, I mean, this is probably where we've lost some listeners because I go off on a rant, right? But
5: yeah.
1: it's the truth. And some of the stuff they did with just, just bicycles mm-hmm. alone, right? They're allowed to run stop signs now. And if you hit them, it's your fault. What? <laughs> How's that common sense? Yep. Why do I have to stop at a stop sign, but they don't? So I take off and I hit them because right. they blew through the stop sign. I'm responsible. I mean, that's, that's not common sense how how do other people think that's common sense you know sure. we always talk about from a trucker level you know you see a driver do something bad and how that reflects on JFW and that's our brotherhood or sisterhood or whatever and you want to be better well these are these are our our people these are the people we've elected to these positions and i feel some of them may not have the common sense we do that's disheartening that is just it's so hard to swallow when you would think, okay, wait a minute. They probably know things I don't know. They're probably more educated in this arena. That's their business. That's what they do, you know, yada, yada, yada. But then when you realize what passed, you think, uh oh.
3: Yeah, because that's the trust thing, Dave. They're, right. They're, they're supposed to be educated right. in those backgrounds, and they have everybody's common interest right. on what's the best. Yeah. Not the best for 50 years from now. Right. What's the best now to get to that? Yeah.
1: I mean, I keep going back, and I've said it many times since we saw her, but when Heidi gonal was at IPOC, she asked one thing. What has the government done to help you recently? I, I'm struggling to find much, you know? I mean, I know they sent out a lot of stimulus checks, but they sent them to everyone, and there was a ton of people that didn't need them. Sure. You know? I also know of all the, you know, uh, unemployment checks that they sent out that weren't warranted, and how many unemployment scandals we fought. You know, I don't know how many cases of unemployment that Joanne and and you guys all fought, Super Dave and Jam, that we had come across our desk because the state basically rubber stamped every one of those people that applied for unemployment that had quit here and filed for unemployment, but we were never made aware of it because they were so stacked up because of COVID. They couldn't. They couldn't. They didn't have the manpower to staff all that. So the government, our government right here in Colorado, just rubber stamped it and said, oh, just market COVID. We got funds for that. We would not have been affected. Our unemployment status that we pay for our unemployment insurance wouldn't have been bothered one bit if we didn't fight any of those. And everyone would have got their unemployment. We didn't think that was right. So we fought every single case and won every one except one
3: or two. One, I think one, one, as one. Far as I and know.
1: that was because the guy's wife moved out of state to Oklahoma, and it's in the rules. And again, here's another rule that just right. doesn't make any common sense. Zero. because he couldn't find a job out in Oklahoma, he was allowed to draw unemployment here against us. Right. Even though he's the one that chose to move, he's the one that needed a job i mean there's Actually, a con- there's a common sense rule that doesn't make any sense.
0: yeah, and it got a little complicated because if if your spouse gets transferred out of state, you can file unemployment if you can't find a job but she got transferred out there, but we had to make sure she actually worked at the place she got transferred to. Oh, wow. And I think that's where it got a little messy. because gotcha. She may not have worked there, and then they don't get anything. So,
1: yeah, the yeah. nation's short 400,000 truck drivers, and a driver can't find a job in yeah, Oklahoma?
0: Maybe. He, <laughs> all you got to do is get out of bed.
1: Right? Yeah. yeah doesn't seem that tough. So yeah, anyway, so. yeah, that's my end of political ranting.
0: Safety topics of the week. And Super Dave, I'm going to let you take the first one how do we dump on dirt jobs so we have our own dirt job going over at yard 23 and we had some of our top dogs coming over there running dirt and uh, i was just a little surprised to see some of the dumping techniques and they're looking at me like i never drove a truck before in my life and you know i'm just standing in the dirt so who am i to tell them how to dump in the dirt so i would love for you to go over dumping procedures in the
4: dirt sure i think uh our big thing that we've run into is We've been so busy delivering to the plants for many years now. Even our trainers have not really worked on a lot of dirt jobs, so they don't even know how to train these guys because they have never experienced it. And you know, I I say it all the time because I'm an old dude, but back in the day, we did them all the time. We we hauled compost to Mountain buildings and we've hauled to the landfill all the time. And we we did all these crazy jobs, pipeline jobs. And uh, there's definitely different techniques you need to use. I think the most important thing when you do backup, even if you get out and go back to the back of the trailer, you have to make sure that that dump axle is level. Your tractor can be unlevel because that's not your pivot point. That's not where you're balancing that load. Please make sure that the dump axle is level and on solid ground before you even start. Then once you go ahead and send it up, you can't move the tractor and trailer. You have to keep that trailer axle using your Johnny Bar, keep it steady until you get up high enough and that material clears the nose, falls down out of the nose. You can't roll that trailer to you if you have 10 tons of dirt in your nose because then that's going to become unstable dirt falls out of that trailer similar to a glacier calving into the ocean it falls out in chunks so chunks will come out of the back of that trailer w- when the material in the nose is holding solid it is still up there all 10 tons of it so you have no anchor at the bottom it's empty so yet it's become super top heavy at that point the key to dumping safely is is keeping that trailer stationary until that material comes down to the bottom of the trailer if that bottom part clears out falls out onto the ground then the top of the trailer can fall down to the bottom then you have an anchor that's going to stabilize that trailer as you move forward at that point you can roll the trailer forward and empty your trailer completely out but you can't roll that trailer anywhere unless you're fully certain that nose is empty another thing that I've seen guys do right before they tip over is they get four stages up in the air and stop because they're not sure whether it's going up vertically or not. Yeah, That's the worst thing you can do because then the gravity is just gonna pull that trailer right over. Mm-hmm. You have to be certain, and it goes through in training. I'm pretty sure the trainers do train that you need to be certain at least about one and a half stages up, not four stages up, that that trailer's on solid level ground and you can continue to the top. You gotta make sure that you choose at no higher than one and a half stages. Because yeah, once, you, you, once know, you get up there, it's too late.
1: Yeah, but you know by two stages, you're on level. Yeah.
4: Absolutely. Let it back down. Yeah, the trailer, and, as it, and, and you the can, more it goes up, the more it starts to lean.
1: Yeah, and we just have to emphasize this. You can move a hundred times and still make better time than laying that trailer over. You know what I mean? You, just, yep. you can move 100 times, whatever you need to do to get level. You know We joke about that. You're the captain of the ship. You're the one in charge. There's no one sitting in that passenger seat holding a gun to your head saying, you're going to raise that trailer up. Don't move. You're going to raise that trailer up. Don't do it. Let that trailer down.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. And what, uh, what RPM should they be sending the trailer up? Should they idle it up?
4: Yeah, I always trained people to dump at 1,000 RPM. You know, uh, if you idle it, just at idle, whatever that is, 650, I guess, it's too slow, and, and it goes back to high school science. Everybody's heard of kinetic energy, right? Kinetic energy is energy that is there, but it isn't actually active. So as you go up really, really slow, that energy builds up in that trailer, and then it's going to go up a whole stage higher than you would go up if you gave it some fuel. So if you give it some fuel and increase that RPM, it's going to go up faster. It's going to activate that kinetic energy to make that material fall out sooner. If you go up slow, you'll be up four and a half stages and it won't even move. Dirt, anyway. Dirt doesn't move.
1: Yeah. Jim
4: and I backed up and talked
1: about that a little bit, Dave. And, you know, we didn't always have the luxury of having aluminum trailers with liners in them. They're so much slicker. They unload at such a lower uh, level. Dump. Dump level, right? A dump angle. You know, I'm making it up, but at like two and a half to three stages, that material's flowing out. Where the old steel trailers we pulled, like those old Lufkins, you were you were four stages in the air before that stuff was starting to come out, right? But we would run the trailers up between 12 and 1500 rpm. I could be wrong, but I actually think the the RP, we're set where our computers will not allow us. I want to say 1200 RPM is tops. Mm, right. If the PTO is engaged, I'd have to check. Maybe, maybe somebody could call in on that after they listen to the podcast and verify that. But yeah, I mean that, that it's to me, it's like inertia almost Dave, you it, know, just like is, the kinetic energy. That absolutely. You're about. And it holds that hoist straight. It keeps driving it straight up yep. versus if you're at idle, you know, each stage of that, it has the opportunity to lean at each joint where yeah. if it's, you know kinetically driven it drives straight up yeah. you know you're leaning that doesn't keep a trailer from leaning if you're on level you still have to stop lower it back down pull forward do whatever you need to do to get level but yeah. mm-hmm. that's that's minutes it's nothing
4: i've seen trailers tip over when the driver is lowering it back down because it's right. yeah. already too, too high. high yeah i remember one specific time i was dumping a rock doctor load I used to love those rock doctor loads but i i had some boulders in my rock trailer which was a steel rock trailer and i i was up and uh it i was in a bad spot to start i probably shouldn't have started dumping there but i said man i am too far beyond the point of no return and i floored it as soon as i floored it i mean within one second of flooring it all the rocks fell out mm-hmm. and the trailer popped back up straight if i hadn't have floored it it probably would have turned tipped so. over
0: great information dave the only other thing i would add in is when you back down into the spot where you're gonna dump Go ahead and pull up and back up a few times. Pack that dirt down.
4: Roll it. You bet. We'll roll it. That's what we used to do with the landfills because the landfills were were never firm. Great. Yeah.
3: If I can just add something in there, Jammer, for you guys. And and I don't ever hear anybody really talk about it, but Super Dave, it's back to the, the dirt job experience, you know, and working so long with our dad when we'd come on different jobs with him and stuff. And, and... You know, the key to anything, even a golf course job or anything, and it's, it, I'm going to mix two stories here, but it's like when you back up. The key to backing up is your pull forward, is setting your truck up to back up for success, right? right. Which way are you going to point? You want to point the trailer in that hole, so you're going to pull forward and point the trailer in the hole. We all, we all talk about that. So when you dump, as you're going in and looking at the place you're going to dump or somebody's directing you, and it looks unlevel, don't back in that spot. Why would you back in that spot? And I think it's back to like the batch plants running the plants, Dave. Wherever you back up, unless you're crooked on the ramp, it's flat, right? So you don't pay attention to that. For us to have success when we were running a dirt job is you pick the flattest spot as you backed up Mm -hmm. i am not gonna i can tell from out the back window out the mirrors as i as my make my circle to set up where i want to put my trailer i'm going to point my trailer to the flattest ass
4: spot i can find on the job and dump that was always my challenge jim because i try to eyeball it and then when i get backed in i'd be pissed because damn well that wasn't very level right but you you wanted to spot that first so you could get dumped and get out of there Ex- you know? exactly yeah. i mean it I, was I've, hard
3: yeah and even if you have a spotter i've stopped 10 feet before him or if i could went past them because like the trailer's unlevel i can't mm-hmm. dump there i know that and i guess that's the that's the key to success that sometimes you ju- you just have to pay attention that's what we talk about you know whether your head's on the swivel or not think of every step you need to do what is the next step well, if I'm going to dump, what is the next step? Well, one, I got to back into that spot where the material goes and it's got to be level. That's the, that's the two steps to get dumped. So I guess that's what wanted to add in there. That's the key. I love it. You know?
0: I almost think we need to have like a little toolbox or safety meeting Saturday morning yeah. to just go over dumping yeah. with everybody.
3: Wouldn't so. be a bad idea. Yeah, because <laughs> like you said, Dave, what is that toolbox or what does this cost compared to laying that trailer over? Yeah. How much time and how much energy do we all have to put into putting that trailer back up? Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I just want to emphasize on top of the safety topics of the week, and I know I touched on it earlier, but company radios on. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys that are driving around with your company radios off, at some point, it is going to save your ass to have that radio on. And I know it sounds stupid, but it could be as simple as someone helping you out on a job site, someone helping you out on a gravel pit, someone helping you out because there's an accident up ahead warning you about it. You know, someone telling you where the DOT is at so you can just go around them so you don't lose any time going through them. Whatever the case may be, you know, and my story to touch on that is we were running a dirt job on a Saturday, a job we don't typically run, right? This was a dozen years ago, you guys. We had, I don't know, 15 trucks on it. I was here at the office and I heard somebody come on the radio and go, Chuck, Chuck, don't dump there. Chuck, Chuck, is your radio on? Don't dump there. And it was with that ferocity, right? Like tone. I'm thinking, uh uh-oh. And it's like, Chuck, jump out of the truck. Chump. Chuck, jump out of the truck. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, this isn't good. And I just got in my truck, and I started heading towards that job because I knew something bad was happening. And he was actually dumping under a major power line. It was such a power line, they didn't even call it a power line. It's a transmission line Mm -hmm. that went from a transmission station from one side of the boulder turnpike to the other side of the boulder turnpike. He had dumped and then pulled forward into the wires, tried to lower his trailer down, but the wires were snagged on it, stopped, and couldn't back up because there was material behind it. Yeah, the pilot. Right? I mean, he was literally stuck and he just stopped and he was so scared, you know, and somebody who ever jumped on the radio said, jump out of the truck. That was the worst thing he could have ever done because he was he was becoming a ground. You know, luckily he jumped out and he was safe. But we showed up there and literally watched our truck not catch fire but burn and melt to the ground. It got so hot, all the tires started smoking because they were the ground. Touching the ground, right? It they were the, blow it up. Yeah, they were the ground wire. They caught, Jeez. they caught fire and were smoldering, blowing out one at a time. Fire department showed up and I'm like, "Are you guys going to put the fire out?" And they're like, "Hell no! It's got live electricity on it. We'll be shocked because the water makes the the, the line. Ground. It's just another it's wire, right? Exactly. So we just sat there, literally watching our trailer melt. And I don't know if anybody's ever toyed around with solder here. If you've ever melted a, a wire, a solder wire, and seen how it puddles. On your workbench or wherever you're working if you've soldered pipe or wire or anything like that we had aluminum rear ends on that truck and they melted like solder we literally mike had it on the shop wall for years it was literally like a one inch thick piece of aluminum that was just splatter that had melted on the ground and you know believe it or not we were actually able to matter of fact Jim and I just saw the truck last week we just passed it last week yeah it's 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 actually running right down here it's down the street Mikey in the shop he's like I'm not afraid of that he just cut the frame off behind the cab bought a whole new rear frame and rear ends and everything
3: yeah running gear yeah Yeah. fish
1: plated it welded it back together and and (laughs) we ran the truck for many more years and it's still running I mean literally we just saw it last week down the street and you know thank god for for a guy like Mikey in our shop to be have the ability to do that but to watch that happen, all when if he'd have had his company radio on, he'd hey. have been like, "Oh, there's wires up there."
4: Oh, he I'd didn't better have not the CB down. on either. No, yeah, no. yeah. No, we no. Hollering at him, he was <laughs> that guy, huh, yeah, he Dave. He was that yeah. guy. Yeah.
1: Well, you need to be that guy and be on your gay game, yeah. right? Yeah. If you're on a job like that, and many people around you have one focus and it's the job. Yep. right you don't turn it down because you're talking to the wife and you're doing this while you're dumping and no, you're doing your job and that's just how it needs to be. You need to make a phone call you pull off to the side you're you're not in play right you take care of your personal business yep. and go back to
0: business. yeah the only other thing I want to add in as well is roll down your windows. Oh okay? yeah I mean you should be doing that while you're backing anyway but while you're dumping on these dirt jobs especially if myself or somebody's on the ground watching you and we need to yell at you, not going to hear us with the window up. So, yeah.
1: yeah, you you know as well as I, Jam. When the day comes, we will have it. But you know, when we started with the forty <laughs> Kenworths and right. learned about the programming, we learned that when you put the truck in reverse, the radio goes off. Yep. Right? We have that on all the trucks right. that we've ordered for the last two and a half years. As soon as they come out with the ability to have the windows come down. We will have that when you put it in reverse. That's yep. just that's just a thing. That is a safety thing. Yep.
0: I do it yeah. at my house, back in the pickup truck, into the yeah. garage. Me I too, Jim. Yeah. Let's hear what's going on.
4: Yep. Yeah. So use all your senses.
3: Yeah, I have to do it just with the tinted windows on the pickup. Yeah, yeah I know we're that's- Yeah, kind of, kind of, <laughs> kind of allowing that I can't with the see, it looks like, right. Yeah. You can't see, no. Ray. Yeah, you yeah. you even you've even figured that out, yeah. right? You yeah. know, and even with some of the trucks with the tinted windows, roll those windows down. Yep. Yeah. You know, big. Absolutely. Big deal.
1: That's because he's a government official with common sense.
2: <laughs> My garage is this much too small. It? Aren't they all? Yeah. yeah. Right? Especially
0: when you pack them full of stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Next topic, we got uh, low tire pressure warnings. Uh, Brother Dave, you want to take that? I know this is near and dear to your heart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm the tire guy, right? For every one pound of air we're low, we pick up two degrees of heat on those tires. I mean, generally when we have a tire issue, it's because it was ran low. When we blow out a tire, 99% of the time, it's because it was ran low, right? On every one of our trailers, except the rock trailers, we have a self-inflation system that when it's functioning, it has a flashing light on it. It's a light telling you you've got a problem back there. I can't say 100% of the trucks because even some of the new trucks we're getting, because of the, the supply chain issues, some of the new trucks do not have the uh, tire monitor system, the TMSI system. So with that being said, the majority of everything does, but we're having issues with some of the sensors in the tires. I mean, every truck has 10 tires on it. There's 10 sensors, you guys do the math, 100 trucks, we've got 100 sensors out there or 1,000 sensors out there on the road. I mean, it's, it's a lot for the shop to keep up with when they fail or if there's a connectivity issue or whatever the case may be. So, but that's to make us better. If you have that tire deviation light on on the dash, Please check that tire on your dash. It shows you which tire. We've now turned it on because Samsara, we learned, will notify us. I don't know if anybody heard it, but this morning we reached out to three different drivers that we saw had that light on, and we physically checked. Hey, is that tire good? Did you bump them all? Are you, are you good to go? Because why forego that load when you're running around with a low tire and the possibility of it blowing out when you could just air it or come to the yard? I mean, it's much faster. Let's get it fixed mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of rubber on the road. So we'll be reaching out and being a little more uh, proactive on some of that. You guys may get tired of hearing us call you on the radio or check or whatever. But in the interim, we say it all the time, write that up so the shop can get it fixed. It may not happen tonight. You know, and again, supply chain issues. Maybe we don't have the sensors. You know, maybe we don't have the bands. Maybe we don't have this. You know, I know we're running John Moore's truck, 0035. He asked Mikey yesterday, you know, is there any way you can get that air compressor fixed because what's happening is the air compressor somewhere between the head and the head gasket there's a crack in the air compressor and at some point it gets just warm enough and at a certain air pressure point in the air system it pumps air in the water system because the air compressors are water cooled so it's pumping antifreeze out it's charging air in the in the water in the antifreeze system and it looks like his radiator is boiled over right so we're fighting that. We can't get an air compressor, you guys. That truck. We have two choices. Either run it the way it is and we work with it, or that truck's just down. We just park it for an air compressor. That's where we're at with supply chain. I mean, I sat down yesterday and started looking for used air compressors just to try and put a used air compressor on that truck. Mike and I went through everything to try and – and we have two trucks like that. Old 34 and Old 35 are identical. And and I mean, it's just something we have to fight through. These aren't things we don't want to fix. They're not things we're procrastinating on. We can't get the parts, and we need them. But we also have the work, and we need the truck to run. So John, hang in there, buddy. I know it's frustrating. Believe you me, if we could just get an air compressor, we'd throw it on there. I mean, just so you guys know, every truck we have, with the exception of the, I think, what are we down to? Five single drives still in play. So every other truck is an automatic they all have what's called the shift stock on the right side where you put it in forward and reverse. For the last three months or four months, those have been on national back order. Now they're beyond that. They don't exist.
3: You yeah, can't get one. I don't know how Be, you go pa- before past they, national back order, right? But now they don't exist. Yeah, before, go past it. before, at least they were on national
1: back order, but they were dribbling in. Yeah. Good national back order meant this dealership would get two, right? They may need 20, but they'd get two. And this dealership would get six or one or whatever now there's none there's just they're just not coming in so anyway yeah let's just we got to hang in there on some of that stuff you guys and it's believe you me it's it's probably it's just as frustrating for us as it is for you i know you're the one stuck having to deal with it but we're having to deal with it as well
0: yeah who would have ever imagined the supply chain problems you know? no money doesn't buy everything it doesn't buy a compressor right now right right <laughs> wow. yeah and, I, and we're
1: pretty innovative right if we could find another air compressor or another way i mean mike and i are looking at it right now like oh my gosh is there a way we can get a different head for that air compressor and come up with a gasket mm. you know to just replace that head and try that
5: man. so
0: man oh man soup you got a high road hauling ready for us
4: i do i do with that um First, I'd like to ask, who out there is not facing some sort of challenge right now? <laughs> I'm challenged every day, Dave. Right. <laughs> just getting out of bed is a challenge. Just, <laughs> so Just one challenge? With, <laughs> with that figured out right there, life is full of challenges. Some people seem to meet every challenge with confidence, while others struggle to overcome them. You can get a sense of satisfaction from facing challenges head on. It brings a sense of accomplishment, and it can be very fulfilling. On some level, you actually seek challenges. Your highest self wants you to learn and grow, and life's most effective tool towards growth is experience. The problem is that all too often, you might find yourself faced with the same challenges over and over again, and that's when you start to lose motivation to face the issue and lose sight of that potential lesson. At that point, challenges can become problems that can spiral you into despair and frustration. As a creator of your own reality, you have the ability to overcome these challenges. And it is with this sense of responsibility and awareness, you can begin your journey into a higher state of consciousness where challenges are no longer challenges, but opportunities to get a glimpse of your highest self. Here are some ways to better accept and meet your personal challenges whatever they may be. First, face your challenge. In many cases, this is the most important step, the most obvious step, yet it is also the most often missed. People spend time looking for a way around the issue or wallowing in despair at the enormity of the challenge instead of facing it. Even mundane things like a pileup of laundry or work getting ignored. Putting a challenge off doesn't make it go away. This is the true. This is true of big challenges as well as the small ones. The most important thing you can do is face what's in front of you head on. Be present to that challenge. Do not underestimate the power of being present. If you make a practice of facing your challenges, even in failure, you will you will full you with full presence and awareness. You will find most challenges are not challenges at all. Instead, life challenges become lessons. You can ask yourself questions that help you better understand the problem and how it affects you, such as, why is this a challenge? Do I believe that I'm capable of being successful at this challenge? What are the possible outcomes if I succeed? Or what is the outcome if I fail? These questions are not meant to solve the problem. Rather, they are meant to help you bring, help bring you into fuller awareness of the challenge itself and your emotional reaction to it. Also look to yourself for the solution. Others can give you advice or their opinion, but no one ever solves your problems for you. The longer you spend searching for guidance outside of yourself, the longer you spend ignoring the problem. Assess the situation, your resources, and your abilities, and then act. The sooner you take up the challenge, the quicker it stops (coughs) being a problem. And know yourself. Challenges are opportunities to grow. That growth takes place out of potentiality, Your potentiality, which is infinite and highly active in every moment of your life, come to know yourself as that. You are pure potential. Experience life through what seems like limitation. There is a reason why certain challenges seem hard to you while others breeze right through the same situations. It's not because they're better than you. It's all about consciousness. Those who face challenging tasks have found a way to avoid seeing those activities as challenges. They see them simply as tasks to complete and detach from the outcome. Stressing out about the potential outcome is often what turns a molehill into a mountain. Once you shift your focus to the thing you're actually doing instead of the result, the most intimidating parts of the trial start to disappear. You simply perform the task at hand without worrying about the outcome. You have power over your situation. And some challenges seem enormous and harsh, but if you remain centered and full of awareness, no challenge is too big to meet without power and grace. And uh, the quote this week, you guys, is a great one. Just as we develop our physical muscles through overcoming opposition, such as lifting weights, we develop our character muscles by overcoming challenges and adversity. And that's by Stephen Covey. And he was a motivational speaker and author who uh, is passed away now, but he wrote a ton of books about um, becoming better and corporate um, improvement. I mean, I know we've yeah. all heard of him because Mick used to talk about. Absolutely. That he, was his he, guy. He, yeah. he, it was his guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's a great author and uh, wrote some great uh, motivational books that everybody should check out.
0: Nice. Good job, Sue. Final thoughts everybody?
3: Yeah, a remark on Dave's high country hauling there. You guys is it makes me just think of of big country Steve that here's a situation, right? And he's facing it right now. Yeah. He's overcoming it, and in my you know personally, it in I don't know maybe this is the wrong way to look at it, or, or makes me look I don't know how it makes me look, but. It it is easier for me to give to Steve in this situation because he's facing this situation and trying to overcome it, than maybe somebody that just is crawled up in a ball and not facing anything. Yeah, right. you know, I, I guess because I see the guy struggling to help himself, which makes me proud of him, and I, I don't want to help. And yeah. I guess I guess through your story there, Dave people recognize when you are trying hard to get through your situation and then that's when the help just flows and i don't think people realize that either that right. then when you help yourself it, it helps everything around you and I, I don't know that would be that would be my my
0: thought on that i like that and i don't mean to interrupt you but you gotta want it for yourself more than other people want it for you y- yeah Jim. you know i mean that's just the way it goes if if you're willing to help yourself and you want it for yourself people will rally for you yeah
1: i mean I, I, i'm cutting in on on your finish there jim yeah. but i just have to capitalize on what you said because it's capitalizing on what jam said and you know i'm i told you guys dan from next door here at denver truck and trailer came over and made a point to tell mikey and i last night that he's helping a homeless guy out over there he gave him a job he came in and applied and I, we had a couple people here that knew he had applied here twice, and I didn't even know that. And he, He's got a dog. Of course, I think all homeless people are pet oh, owners. I clear. don't know how that works. but So anyway, uh, yeah, Dan gave him a shot, and he's been working there the last couple days, and Dan's figured out he's homeless because when he came to work yesterday morning, he was asleep under his picnic bench when he got to work, and Dan gets there at 5 like we do every morning. And uh, anyway, Dan... I, I said, I give you a lot of credit, Dan. You're, you're taking a big chance. And he said, you know, I looked at him because he said he worked all day. And he said he did a great job. He's a, he's, he seems like a good guy. He's just, you know, down and out. And he said, I just looked at him and he said, I'll keep trying as long as you keep trying. And oh, that was, God. that got me. You know what I mean? And that's to capitalize on what you said, Jam, and what what you need to finish up with, Jim.
3: Yeah, no, that's, I mean, yeah, you guys aren't at all interrupting me. I mean, it's just that that's how I feel. I see that want, and I and I want to help, you know? And, and not that it's, I guess I don't want to seem that somebody that's so down and out that they did crawl up in a ball, they need help too. It just may be a different type of help, I guess. Sure. You know, and I, and I don't want to leave that person just crawled up when they don't, when I have a hand to help them stand up, you know, yeah. maybe that's that's I get there's a line there. I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure. I, I, hope, I hope I can recognize both.
1: Yeah. Not I to guess. get all biblical. And I'm sure Jam can correct me here if I'm wrong. But I thought the Bible said, you know, spiritual leader or well, guidance. God helps those who helps themselves.
0: <laughs> I'll have to look that one up. <laughs>
1: My point is that goes back to like Dan yeah. I'll keep trying as long as you keep. I love trying.
0: that. I love Dan's heart for that, and uh, I do know the gentleman that you that 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 got a job there. He came over here a couple times. Yeah,
1: everybody seems to know that except me.
5: James. Yeah,
0: you know, it's funny because uh, I think John John the shop foreman sent a picture the other day that there was somebody camping. In front, that, that, And it's gotta be him. I, I think it's
1: that guy because yeah, so, I guess he was in a cardboard box the night before last night, and yeah. he said our mechanics were over there with like their lights on on their phones, videoing him, <laughs> and all sorts of stuff. And Dan, you know, made a point to come tell us last night, "Hey, I gave him a business card. Right. They have my home number. Right. If the police come, he's going to give him that, and he's he's okay to be here." Wow. So
0: okay, yeah. yeah, and he's he is actually a nice guy. Like yeah, you know he's he. He's got a beautiful little pit bull. And, uh, yeah, he's actually a nice guy, and he, he interacted well. You know, it just didn't work out over here, but I'm glad it worked out over there. Good. Yeah. Great. Yeah.
3: yeah, so how we can help is
0: helping him, helping
3: him make it there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Leave him alone. Yeah. yeah. So just, just to finish up on the on the final thought there, I jumped on the High Road Holland, but you and Ray were joking back and forth, you know, about, and, and Jam, you mentioned it, you know, if you're the smartest man in the room, you need to move to another room right Right. and and one of my final thoughts here a couple of them here is he who knows all the answer has not been asked all the questions (laughs) right and and
1: uh i'm gonna go with confucius on that
3: (laughs) (laughs) uh yes dave yes dave because i i i I actually picked two confucius because you you look at confucian you think oh you know Man stand on toilet, high on pot. That was, you know, <laughs> right. that's the yeah. that's yeah. the joke ones, right? Yeah. Or you know, guy who fart in church, you know, sitting pew. You know, all, all the all the good funny ones that you that you oh, can go we're, through. We're
1: killing it with dad jokes uh, at the end oh, now. Right.
3: <laughs> you know, but um, the other one by Confucius here, Dave, was uh, by three methods we learn wisdom. First, by reflection, which is the noblest, and you know, I, I've thought. You sit here and you think, oh, I could have done that different, you know, that that (laughs) reflection, you know, and how wise that makes you or gives you wisdom. The second is by imitation, which is the easiest, which I'm like, oh, I seen how that guy did it, you know, I'm going to do it the same way, and you you gain wisdom, right? And uh, the third is by experience, which, I, I mean, we all have our experiences, but that which is, that brings you the most bitterness, as you're gaining that wisdom, is the is the experience because it's usually bitter because you you've made that mistake. But boy, have you learned! You don't.
1: Hopefully, it's bittersweet. Ah. Hopefully, it's not just bitter and it's bittersweet. Yeah. But it, right? but it,
3: b- bitter because there's always that bitter. That's yeah. where There's that, another saying, Dave. Yeah. Bittersweet. It's because it was bitter because you learned from it. But from now on, you taste the sweetness yeah, yeah. of, that, of that learning. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's my final thought.
0: Nice, uh, Jim.
4: I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> <Soup>? Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, jumping back to that high road hauling as well. Everybody's faced with challenges in life, big ones and small ones. Don't let that challenge rule you. Don't stress out. Don't overthink it. Just sit down, face it, and uh, deal with it head on. Don't yeah. let other people try to. Fix it for you. Right. You alone have to handle that. I
0: yeah. like it. Nice. Beating.
4: Yeah, I
1: just, I, you know, I've, I've touched on it several times. You know, with Ray being our guest here, I just want to step out and say thank you again, Ray, for you know, all your effort, all your guidance, you, you know, it made me feel a little better again when you said, you know, 12 years ago, your buddy was like, oh, you ought to run for office. And you're like, oh, well, maybe I will, you know, and you see the key words there. What I heard was you had no idea what you were doing. Well, that's where I've been for the last year. And, you know, I, I've mentioned this to Jim just because, you know, we're obviously so close. We live fairly near each other. We carpool two or three days a week. And, you know, that's our kind of alone time where, where no businesses around. And I'm like that that damn Ray man he, he he tells me he tells me this and I'm like that's not going to happen that's not going to and every time Ray you've been right. So I, I know you're going to struggle to get that head out the double doors <laughs> here. I I think we have a door at the end of the hall you might fit out but again knock on wood you, you know you've been right and you know thank you for your guidance and it's thank you for your service as well. You know, uh, uh, you didn't mention this and I was kind of surprised we didn't have it in the notes or jam didn't pick it up. Your dad was also a, a state trooper, mm-hmm. right Yep. here in Colorado, yep. right? Thank him for his service. Uh, that's just, you know, those are just good things. Those, those are good people. You know what I mean? Those are, those are people with boundaries and backgrounds and stories and seen some things and have helped some people along the way. And yeah, I'm thankful for that, for that. And I'm thankful for your friendship. So nice. appreciate it, Ray. Thanks for being here.
2: Well, thanks for being so kind and having me here today. And, and uh, yeah, I, I just look at it as educational type stuff that after 12 years of doing this, I, I, that's why my head's so big. It's, <laughs> so, it's so packed in there. But right. If I can share that and help other people kind of wade through this political quagmire that we're all kind of stuck in, I'm glad to do it. Um, but, yeah, this has been great. I've been, I've been, I'm, like I said, I've never done a podcast. Right. I mean, I do interviews. Kind of like this, but yeah, this has been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Awesome, we'll yeah. send you the, guys all uh, the best out there on the roads and be safe for God's sake. Absolutely, oh. yeah, so true.
0: We'll send you the link if you want. Yeah, sure. Listen to it.
2: I'll give it to my mother. She'll yeah. be proud. And- there you go. <laughs> are you are you the baby? Uh, yes, I am actually, which yeah. is a little scary. But yeah. of, of how many? Two. Two. We just oh. have a sister. Yep.
0: Yeah, I joke because I'm 50, and anytime time my mom introduces me to somebody, this is my baby jam. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, my final thought today, are you all done, Ray?
2: Yeah. Okay. My, <laughs> final,
0: my final thought today is uh, show up full and ready to give. And what I mean by that, if, if your glass is already three-quarters empty by the time you're leaving the gate, you're just setting yourself up for a bad day, Make sure you got a full cup when you get here and, and be able to give to others as well. You know, you'll see two type of people here. One one guy's leaving and he's on top of the world and he comes back on top of the world, most cases. Other guys, man, everything's just going against them from the time they turn that key on and and ain't no different when they get back. So right. your, your day is in your control, you know, so you decide if you want to have a good day or a bad day.
3: Oh, absolutely.
0: Let's finish up with the Creed and get out of here.
1: Yeah, everybody jump in and say this. You can say this this in the truck or when you're listening. Yeah,
3: absolutely. All right, here
1: we go. go. Together we face and overcome all that stands before us. Together we are accident-free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those
4: with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions.
1: Together, we We are are the JFW family.
3: Have a great day, everybody. Yeah, thanks, Ray. Thanks, everybody. Be safe.